0: This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves. Ring up anything you want, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there for free, so enjoy those on us. Once again, freetalklive.com. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Dale. And Mark. All right. So, uh, of course, you can bring up anything. And Mark, I know that you mentioned that you've got something particularly uh, interesting here, outrageous more so than interesting, about virgin checks. And I want to talk about that here in a little bit. It's pretty disturbing. Uh, it's, it's actually not happening here yet, but give them time. So, but first, news about the taser. And I just spotted this right before we started the show up here. And, of course, we've talked a lot Uh, over the years on this program about the various instances of people being killed as a result of the police deploying uh, their tasers. And what we've seen, of course, is that the police deploy tasers in a much more liberal manner than was originally intended. Because for those of you that don't know, the original idea behind the taser was to assist police in bringing suspects who are violent and dangerous uh, to justice, so-called, without killing them. (laughs) <laughs> with uh, in the instance where they might otherwise have to shoot them, so for instance, if a suspect is in a deadly kind of a force situation, the police could use a taser instead of a firearm uh, instead of a gun uh, to take that person down to subdue that person to where that person could be arrested rather than having you know one in the chest and one in the head like happened to allegedly happened to Osama bin Laden uh, so the taser was designed supposedly to save lives in those situations but what has ended up happening is police departments have moved from beyond moved of course as as most government agencies and government bureaucracies do they grow beyond their original intentions uh, of whatever program we're talking about and so the police have instead of just using these tasers in incidents where deadly force would otherwise be utilized they're using them for pain compliance as it's called and this is a term that the the police uh, use pain compliance kind of like a cattle prod Wherein, if you don't do as they say, and they don't like it, they can just tase you until you decide you, decide you want to do what they tell you to.
1: Well, you know, I, you've said this before, and I'm sure you've read it someplace, and I, I believe that it's true. The tasers can be used in instances where pistols might otherwise be used. But they can also be used in instances where billy clubs might otherwise have been used. Any kind of see... weapon
0: that can do physical Da- damage, yeah. right?
1: Well, but you know, there's a difference. I'd rather get hit with the billy club than I would with a nine millimeter. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, at least the you know the the, the workings of a nine millimeter. I'd rather get I'd rather get hit than shot. Sure. sure, and I'd rather get. I think I'd rather get tased than hit in the head, like the head with a billy club. Probably. So the idea is, is that they've uh, taken the taser is a more versatile pain compliance device. That's what the billy club is too. The billy club is a pain compliance device. So well, I don't think things have changed. Too much. I do think I, that tasers are used to get people to do what they want them to do, as opposed to just sort of uh, incapacitating somebody. Yeah, I don't recall.
2: I, don't, I can't recall seeing a policeman
0: wearing a billy club.
2: Not anymore. I mean, is Not that I mean, but did they wear them before they were before yeah. tasers were common? My
0: dad had one. Yeah. Are you talking uh, about the nightstick when you say billy club? OK, yes. A nightstick. OK, I'm just I'm just saying, do, do, is that what you're referring to, Dale? When you say billy club, are you thinking of a nightstick instead of a billy I, club? I, or you think they're two different things? I think they're probably
2: technically see two When I say a think of weapons. a billy club, I think of British police or cartoons. Right, right. Yeah. Well, well, so there
0: the was, there's you, not much difference. But, but like, have you seen police with nightsticks in the past? I have, yeah. I guess.
1: Okay. Well, my, um. my dad had this black thing that sort of was Y-shaped. It had a little, you know, was, it was a long stick with a little device that came off the side. Mm-hmm. Um, to be that would be in. a nightstick, I yeah. think.
0: Whatever that, I mean, the, I think the billy club is straight without the part, th- portion that comes off the side.
1: Uh, actually, I had to do some research on billy clubs, and uh, they, they actually go by a whole bunch of different names, billies, blackjacks, hmm. uh, saps, and all kinds of things. So, nightstick is just another term.
0: So, uh, what you're saying here, Mark, is that uh, the nightstick or the billy club or whatever was also a so-called pain compliance device. And I don't know how you could call it anything else. Normally, those devices uh, were used, utilized, and, and please, if you're a police officer or former cop, please correct me if I'm wrong on this, but the... Typical utilization of those devices is when you have a violent suspect who is uh, resisting and not going along with. You know they're fighting back. Uh, I think that's the, the idea. <laughs> have you ever heard of? And maybe it's just because I wasn't around. You know, thirty years ago. Um, but have you ever heard of somebody being beaten with a nightstick because they refused to step out of a vehicle? I mean, the 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 taser. The incidents of taser usage have been have escalated to the point where if you just don't do what they say in any instance, not if you're being violent, but in any instance if you don't do what they say, a taser happy cop can just taser you and there's no consequence for it. I, I I do see it does seem
2: that way. It seems like I've seen videos I have seen videos where a policeman is, you know, ordering someone to do something and then threatening to tase them if they don't, then in fact does tase them and it appears that they have gotten it in their heads that the taser is a completely safe pain compliance device and it's not it's not at all it's not safe and not to mention that you know why you know the notion of the notion of police using torture to get compliance in a case and, and you know without you know, the, the, you, you have people who are innocent until proven guilty and they're already being punished. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, that's the problem I have with these is that is there's this and there's this is a sense that the police don't think that they're dangerous at all.
1: Um, I, 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 OK, so I think some of the problems that we have today regarding uh, police brutality existed likely 30 years ago, uh, except that the technology is different. Today, people can see police brutality on a much more regular basis because of the uh, small and easy-to-use cameras. What do you What do you think about the thirty gu- years ago, hmm. people would have been carrying around big, giant cameras? Trying, I, to- I
0: see where you're coming from on that one, Mark. But what do you say to the people who will tell you that these days police are worse than they were in the past?
1: I think that there are more of them um i I think that it would really that in could the be a past, factor in the past they were uh, they were more spread out, so you would have better towns and worse towns um i I just think that there's a lot more police. The police are charged with doing more things as far as you know they, they they've uh, their betters their their higher ups their superiors have them going out and doing revenue collection tasks more than they have them doing prime crime solving and
0: prime okay crime okay to the, to that end I think you you know you may be onto something there but also factor in the fact that they're also enforcing more laws as well right I mean, that's right more mean, bad yeah. more bad laws on the book which ge- books which gives them more power uh, if you will over others and that power of course as we know corrupts and. And so on and so forth. And so, as a result of having that extra power, those extra laws to enforce, uh, and of course, the complete or near complete. Uh, invulnerability to any kind of lawsuit or Darn close. or accountability uh, that really encourages all kinds of manner of mis- misbehavior but when i hear somebody saying pain compliance or when i hear that term pain compliance i associate it with a taser more so than i would a nightstick because usually a nightstick is used to subdue somebody who's being violent uh, in the in the case of being uh, i guess a taken by the police, whereas the Taser has crossed that line and is just simply used for a threat, like a cattle prod or any kind of you-do-this-or-else sort of a threat. That's what the Taser's become. And now they've got a new one! Now there's a new Taser that is is hitting the market, and uh, you can better believe the police departments all around the country are just salivating, waiting to get their hands on this one, like they have in Polk County, according to uh, WTSP in Tampa. There's a new taser in town that looks like something out of a James Bond movie. It packs a powerful punch and can stop the bad guys and your grandmother in their tracks longer than a stun gun can. I, I had the it. grandmother part. Yeah. Uh, Polk County Sheriff's Office SWAT team members say the taser has already saved lives. They point to a terrifying scene from inside an Auburndale home last Christmas when a convicted sex offender, 27-year-old Jason Robinson, was accused of brutally attacking his brother and threatening to kill the entire family in victim statements to police jason's brother adam lee robinson explained to detectives after the alleged incident he starts stomping on my ribs and he actually jumps up and stomps on my testicle jason is accused of barricading himself inside the house and that's when the polk county swat team members moved in paul butler is a member of the swat team and says so we pushed the front door of the house open with that to try to get his attention i utilize a shotgun that we have with the taser x-rep round Polk County Sheriff's Office is one of only about two dozen law enforcement agencies in Florida using the powerful new Taser Extended Range electronic projectile, the X-Rep. We'll tell you more about it here in a moment. 800-259-9231 It's like a combo between a shotgun and a Taser. Just to F you up even more. More coming up. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free, bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231, SACL-CAI, toll-free line. And joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Dale. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Missed a moment of the show? No worries. We've got them there for you, archived on the website. Last week's worth, right there at the top of the page. And then if you click into the archive section, that will take you all the way back to late 2006, and it's all free for you at freetalklive.com. By the way, coming up here in a few weeks, several weeks, I guess, at this point, Pork Fest June 20th through the 26th. It is the biggest liberty-oriented event of 2011, and it's happening soon. We're going to be there broadcasting live every single night, but there are all kinds of really exciting reasons, far more exciting reasons than seeing us broadcast, let me tell you, like getting together with hundreds of like-minded Liberty-oriented people, people that understand what freedom's all about, people that not only understand it but are willing to do something about it. Because a lot of them, like us, have already moved to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project, and of course, it's the Free State Project that puts on the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Many of those who will be visiting the Pork Fest will be uh, people who are considering a move to New Hampshire and they want to see what it's like. And others are people who've also decided to move, but maybe quite, can't quite justify it yet. They haven't sold their business or sold their house, or something's holding them back, but they just want. I to get up here to, uh, to party with the porcupines in the, in the forest, because it's a great group of people to socialize with, and there're going to be all kinds of things from family fun activities, to games to karaoke to soapbox idol. Just there's more than I can even mention here. You can go to porkfest.com to get a full list of some of the goings on. Also the speakers' page has been opened up over there, and folks like Stefan Molyneux uh, will be speaking. I believe Jamie Crane from Wheels Off Liberty has uh, just recently been announced as a new speaker. I don't know who's really making these speaking? decisions. I mean, what he does. Yeah. there. Well, I mean, <laughs> drinking and kind of right. gurgling words. <laughs> right. But it'll be good. It'll be entertaining because he is an entertaining guy. Actually, lots of great folks are going to be there. So He's come like on out. He's like the Larry the Cable guy of the Liberty movement. <laughs> <laughs> so you can go to Porkfest.com. And I've never met the guy before. It's just only talk to him on the air and... And offline and such. But uh, you can go to PorkFest.com to learn more, to get registered. Use our discount code, which is FreeTalkLive with no spaces. Just use the term FreeTalkLive to save yourself... 20% 20% on your registration. Porkfest.com. We will see you there. All right, so a little bit more here about the Taser, and then we'll take your phone calls about whatever you want. There's a brand-new Taser that is on the market. Now, in just in the state of Florida, a dozen police agencies are already using this device. It's called the Taser Extended Range Electronic Projectile. And basically, it looks like uh, a rifle or a shotgun. It is a much larger... Uh, Excuse me, it is actually a 12 it a gauge. Show. It is actually a 12 gauge shotgun. Um, It's fired from a 12-gauge shotgun, according to WTSP.com. From up to 100 feet away, 14 grams, uh, the the round is 14 grams, has wing-like fins that spread open as it takes flight. It has painful probes and pins that stick into your body. It packs all the powerful punch and stopping power of a stun gun and is enclosed in a 12-gauge shotgun shell, and when it hits you, it locks up your muscles." John Engleton is the taser coordinator for the sheriff's office and says, It's the most excruciating pain imaginable. It locks everything up. For one, you cannot move. You can breathe because you're screaming at the top of your lungs. The taser X representative keeps a suspect down for 20 seconds instead of five seconds, which is how long the traditional taser keeps a suspect down. The traditional taser also has to be fired from a closer range within 21 feet. That's that's an eternity in a tight combat situation,
2: you know, 10, 20 seconds is This is, is going to kill people. It's, it's, well, old tasers yeah. people, right. so the old taser is killing people, so of course well, this is. This one's going to feel, exactly. kill four times as many people. You know, the, 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 just reading that, you just know the cops are getting off on that, you know, just on the thought of shooting people with that. Mm-hmm. Those bad guys, they Shoot deserve the perps. it. Well, the taser... They weren't, they weren't obeying me, so... You know,
1: if they're going to get, um, say... You know, more powerful tasers. I always wonder why don't they arm cops with rubber bullets in their guns? I mean, it seems to me that when somebody gets hit by a rubber bullet, that that's going to just kind of put them out real quick. I mean, I understand if you're you're, you know you're you're in a band of twenty guys and in a shootout, you're one guy. Chances are you're dead anyway. But you know, if in most instances a cop's dealing with one person and a rubber bullet would take care of whatever incident Mm. that
0: you need to. You know what I mean? Good question, mark. I can't answer that for you at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one if you would like to answer that uh the taser x rep rounds, however, go ahead tell me how much they cost for one taser x rep it's a, it round.
1: sounds like an expensive uh, well at this point the uh, the market it's it's new to market mm-hmm. so it hasn't had a chance to to get brought down by competition or anything like that. I'm going to say a hundred bucks.
0: you are spot on I'm sorry I didn't even give you a chance to guess uh, Dale. but it's a hundred bucks for a shell. Yeah. Yeah, I, I said he got it because I'd got rather it.
1: write him a check for a hundred dollars if I live through this operation than get hit by the
2: actual twelve gauge, gauge round. Uh, wait, well, again, it- they're not going to shoot it instead of the twelve gauge round. If they did, that would be great. What they're going to do is they're going to shoot you with that instead of uh, instead of just writing a ticket or something because you wouldn't get out of your car. Or something like.
0: Or that. you wouldn't get out of your car fast enough. Right. <laughs> you know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't do what they want you to do in the time in which they want you to do it. We have seen video of pregnant women, uh, you know, grandmothers, people being tasered for all kinds of nonsense. And now they're going to have a bigger and badder ass taser uh, in their hands with which to deal out more punishment. They say the round saved Jason Robinson's life. Deputy Butler says when he fell, he fell within inches of a butcher knife that was on the floor, but thankfully he fell on top of the x representative round. That round immobilized him and allowed us to get in and secure him. Butler adds "So the 20 seconds gives us plenty of time to get in the home or get into wherever we're at and close the distance between us and the suspect and take them into custody before they're able to do something to harm themselves or to harm us. So just like the original Taser, the new Taser, this new bigger and badder Taser, is being introduced in the same way. Oh, it's going to save lives! Look, we're only using it in these violent, dangerous. This guy was going to kill his family. He's crazy. look, we saved his life because we used this taser. See? See, we just need these on every single police car now in all of the police, uh, you know, cruisers and everywhere because our officers have to have this tool to to save lives. And it won't matter that after the fact, people start dying. You're you're predicting four times as many deaths, Mark. I don't know if that's medically accurate. I don't know either. It goes on four times as long as a regular taser shot. Yes. That's all I'm saying. So, uh, yeah, who knows how many people are going to die as a result of this device? But, of course, there's no way to get a scene in the unseen, right? We, we we maybe might be able to count how many people die as a result of the taser uh, being used. But how can you actually calculate how many people's lives were saved uh, because of the taser being used? And what does it matter to you if you're the person on the side of the road who is maybe a little less compliant than the po- uh, the police officer might want? And then you end up getting tased or your grandfather ends up getting tased and have, you know, has himself a heart attack uh, in the process. It won't matter too much to you, then, if the taser has saved the lives of some, you know, criminals in some far-off fantasy police land. But this is what's coming next. In fact, they already have it in Florida. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL-CAI toll-free line. And this is just a Florida news station, so this is... You know, this may be in your police department's hands right now. Really, the only, the ultimate question, the reason why this wouldn't be in your police department's hands is if they can't afford it. And uh, there are a lot of departments that maybe are short on cash, a lot of cities around the country that are short on cash now because of the, you know, the down economy. They're desperately trying to. Continue to raise taxes and, and cover things like this.
1: They're still um, using regular uh, shotgun
0: rounds, right? But if there is uh, if there's slow adoption of this, it's only because they it's not, you know, it's not the money situation that these governments have had, you know, a decade ago. One 259-9231, But rest assured, they got their eyes on them. We're coming up, free talk live.
3: The Ruger LC9, compact, powerful, and perfect for personal protection.
0: This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Just dial in toll-free. Bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free. So enjoy those on us. Uh, Once again, that's freetalklive.com. And the features include the wiki with over 2,000 pages created by listeners just like you. W-I-K-I wiki.freetalklive.com. Are you tired of watching the value of the dollar plummet?
1: Are you tired of banks charging you fees? Do you want to take back control of your own money? Then take a look at Bitcoin. Bitcoin is the world's first decentralized, anonymous internet currency. And it's gaining popularity every day. It's free to use, free to accept, and free from inflation forever. You can use Bitcoins anywhere in the world and their value will only grow with time. To learn more, visit weusecoins.org. Again, we use coins dot org.
0: <laughs> I wish their damn value would go down because like a month and a half ago it was below a dollar a piece. And now they're three dollars right now. The M.T. Oh, my Gox God. The last do- I heard two. And now, now they're three. Th- no, no, no. Three oh. eighty four. Holy crap. Is their closing price today at MTGox.com dot com according to BitcoinCharts.com. dot com. You know, if you're lot-
1: trying to if you try to anything with commodities, if you're trying to wait for it to come back down. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you know, uh, yeah. Don't wait for bitcoins
2: to, bitcoins to come back down. I think that could be a mistake because I really do think they're well. They're on one, way
0: up. Well, I wonder about that, right? Because bitcoins are a little different uh, in that. It's not the same as silver. It's not a, a value-backed currency. It's it's a little different. It's it's I don't know how to. It's actually it's actually its value is actually in its usage as a currency in the marketplace and in being
2: very reliable and in being backed up anonymous. by multiple sources and anonymous. Its use as a
0: currency is, is its is its main value and that's really interesting. I mean, it's which means it's, it could go down. I mean, it could go back down and it may be very. Who knows how? how it will react to other things in the market i mean it's so new you can't make predictions i don't think very effectively about bitcoin but recently it just keeps going up i i it, i guess it could go back down <laughs> it's, it's what,
1: hard that's the thing is you cannot predict these things right volatile
0: go. is the word i'm looking for it, it could be volatile uh i guess we'll find out over time but <laughs> it's pretty exciting i like the bitcoin all right we continue here we'll take your calls nick is in arizona you're on free talk live nick with uh, Ian, Dale, and Mark. Good evening.
4: Hey, guys. Hey, um, Nick. I just wanted to answer Mark's question about uh, rubber bullets. Yeah. So uh, The question was, hold
0: on, before you know. answer it, we need to ask it again. The question was, Mark, why cops don't use rubber yeah, bullets? Yeah,
1: why, why don't cops have rubber bullets in their guns? It seems like in, in many instances that that would be an effective way to handle uh, you know, perpetrators or whatever without killing them.
4: Well, um, the answer Well, this is what I have for an answer. It's because they live by the mantra of I'm going home to my family tonight no matter what. And it doesn't matter uh, if I'm going to put somebody else in danger in the the meantime. I'm going home tonight. I see it time and time again when I'm looking at stories.
0: And when you say you're looking at stories, uh, for people that are not aware, you are Nick from the Cop Block Police Accountability Podcast.
4: Yes, that's me. And uh, I, I look at these police brutality reports, you know, all day, every day. And I, I see that I'm going home to my family tonight over and over again. And uh, there was one. Since you brought up Cop Block here, uh, last month um, one of the Cop Block bloggers wrote a piece called "Is Violence Against Cops Really Increasing?" And it just looked at the total in line of duty deaths uh, compared to the deaths due to violence. And while there's more people dying, it's due to things like negligence with uh, car wrecks. And not due to gunfights or violent perpetrators.
1: So, uh, hold on. Let's let's go through those numbers again, just to make sure I understand them. Uh, police, uh, there's more police officers dying, but there are more police, right? So yeah, is it there's, looking- a, there's
4: a big there's a uh, if you if you look at the the report here, it goes into. There's like equations with uh, population and stuff, and I'm just not going to get into that. But yeah, I'd kind of like to know whether it's, uh, uh, you know, per, is, it,
1: is it based on per, per capita or something like that? I just kind of want to know. But so there's more police dying, say, per 100,000 police, but they're dying from things like automobile accidents and, uh, you know, that kind of thing. They're not dying from gunfights, gunfights. Right,
4: exactly. Uh, the The report goes back to 1986 where uh, roughly 75 uh, police officers died in the line of duty. And then in uh, 2010, it was about 68. So earlier this year, I don't know if anybody remembered. So hold on, me, hold on, hold was, on. 75,
1: in 1986, <laughs> 75 police officers died in the line of duty. In, ni- in 2010, you said? There were 68. There were 68. Uh, so there's fewer cops violence, dying. Due to violence. I'm sorry, what?
0: Due, due to violence. Okay. So fewer cops uh, dying due to violence.
1: But there are more cops. No, wait, is that a per capita or is that period?
0: No. Period. This
4: is population adjusted.
0: Population adjusted. Okay. okay, okay, okay. Yeah. There you go. Very interesting. What else did you want to share tonight?
4: Uh, no, I just wanted, to, uh, just wanted to bring up that article and uh, tell you about the rubber boy reason.
1: You know, I guess I don't have a problem with somebody saying, you know, I'm going to go home to my family tonight. I've got that. Um, I do think that police are paid to take Some level of risk, but I don't have a problem with them, uh, you know, operating from that point of view. It's my biggest problem is when they take a situation that could otherwise be de-escalated. And they go ahead and escalate it. And I've had personal experience from this as well as just seeing it in news story after news story after news story. I mean, I dealt with a cop who, uh, you know, we, I was going through the airport. I complained that they wanted to shake me down because they didn't like uh, my, my driver's license. That doesn't point me out as a terrorist. And the cop comes up to me and says, you got a problem? I mean, like re- literally like we're in fourth grade on the recess. St- I yeah. mean, I, I feel like, no, you got a problem. I mean, I just I really didn't <laughs> right. understand it.
0: Nick, any other thoughts? No, that's it.
1: Thanks,
0: guys. Hey, thanks for the call. Appreciate hearing from you. That's Nick from CopBlock.org, their police accountability podcast. You can download it over there and or listen to it over at LRN.FM, where it airs uh, frequently. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Of course, the police are, as we've mentioned, completely unaccountable for the things that they do to people. Not uh, completely, but nearly completely. Uh, yeah, pr- pretty much uh, Effectively, totally insulated from account from any kind of uh, punishment or accountability, and there are story there are sto- as you mentioned story after story after story of these police just continually continuing to abuse people and and hurt people. I don't Let's- think they all do it, but the ones that <laughs> it seems to me that they're
1: hiring more police. Therefore, what that means to me is they're hiring a low lower quality of police officer over time because they're hiring more of them, and. You know, what? it's resulting in a lot of badge heavy kind of uh, uh, f- folks that are just going of throw their weight around.
0: In fact, it's not just the police who are unaccountable for their actions. It's also every other government bureaucrat. That much is true. Uh, we've talked about the uh, the Supreme Court cases over the years that ruled again and again and again that the government has no obligation to protect you, because usually that's where the lawsuit comes in is uh, is when. Like a police agency drops the ball and doesn't respond to a phone call. If you, for instance, Google no obligation to protect, the second and third results are two very different cases from, the, I believe, the Supreme Court that outlined that essentially, yeah, it doesn't matter if you died uh, at the you know, the hands of a murdering rapist who murdered you and raped you over a period of 24 hours uh, while the police just decided to not come and uh, check out the multiple phone calls that were made from the people that were inside your same home uh, telling you that there was a killer in their home. and This is a real-life story out of washington dc yeah the police are not liable for uh, not responding in any way shape or form and some people might say well it's just the police that aren't liable the rest of the government they're supposed to do what they say they're going to do no 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 it's every single government agency none of them no matter what promises they make no matter what your agreement is with them no matter what you've signed no matter what they've said no matter what the law says they are not liable and here's another example uh, this from EMSWorld.com, as in medical services. From Pittsburgh, several emergency workers and Allegheny County cannot be sued in federal court by Curtis Mitchell's family, which will have to take its remaining claims back to state court, according to a federal judge. Mitchell died in February of 2010 while waiting 30 hours at his Hazelwood home for an ambulance during a blizzard, but Chief U.S. District Judge Gary Lancaster dismissed his family's lawsuit against city and county emergency services. The family's lawyers filed federal civil rights suit to avoid a $500,000 cap on damage awards in state court, but needed to prove a government policy failure led to Mitchell's death. Federal precedent has ruled the U.S. Constitution doesn't provide any guarantee of emergency services, according to the judge in the case. 800-259-9231, that's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. So, doesn't matter if they say they'll be there, if they don't show up, you can't hold them accountable for it. You just have to keep paying taxes anyway. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. Dial in toll free and bring up anything you want. 800 259 9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site there completely free. So enjoy those on us. Once again, freetalklive.com. And if you enjoy this program and you'd like to help support Free Talk Live, you may do so by shopping with us. Go to shop.freetalklive.com to get access to the affiliate links for Amazon. We've got different links for different countries. You click into the appropriate one, and then you just go shopping. Get whatever it is that you need to get or whatever it is you want to get. And then, of course, you'll have it delivered to you. You can even buy used as well. So I just I got a, a game recently, and I bought a used version of it to save a few extra bucks. And I got it cheap. And it was sent by one of their individual sellers. Amazon collects all these different sellers, everything from big corporations to individuals just to sell you the stuff that you're looking for and free talk live gets a cut when you enter amazon through shop.freetalklive.com again that's shop.freetalklive.com
1: that individual seller thing is uh, really convenient because it uh, it really it, it increases their inventory oh, all yeah. the kind all the things that they can deliver to you it's kind of inconvenient cuz they're not available for super saver shipping that's but, true
0: you know but if you're saving enough cuz it's used yeah. then it doesn't matter uh, so we continue here with your phone calls. You can bring up anything. Craig is in Kentucky. Craig, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Dale and Mark. How you doing, Ian Dale hey. and Mark? Craig, what's on your mind tonight?
5: Um, I had a I had a question, um, I guess for for you three guys. Uh, what um, What's your opinion on a um, insurance issue that I have? Uh, I had an insurance company cancel my mom's insurance. Who my mom has dementia, and I'm power of mm-hmm. attorney for my mom to try to help her out. And they cancel her insurance without notification. Her car auto insurance, mm-hmm. and her her vehicle is what's used ninety percent of the time to take her to and from her appointments, to grocery shop, to do her um, banking business, mm-hmm. and, and that's that's her uh, personal um, uh, transportation. And um, I call the insurance company, and they tell me that they sent three notifications. In the mail and, but i didn 't receive those notifications, so now they 're telling me that it 's the mail the post office's fault oh boy, and, good
0: well, luck getting them to, <laughs> good luck holding them accountable for lost mail. I ordered something again on uh, on a, an auction website the other a uh, few weeks back, and it just the the postal uh, postal service claimed it was delivered to my post uh, my private mailbox the private mailbox people said they don 't know where it is, and they checked everywhere for it so it 's like what do you do in that case how, how do you how do you hold the post office accountable for lost mail you can't right
5: i agree with that you can't but how do you how do you deal with um how do you um well, i'm going to use the term redress how do you re- redress this grievance with the insurance company
1: it sounds to me like they're lying um the the post office <laughs> delivering 3 or failing to deliver three letters? I, I mean, that just sounds
0: really unlikely to me. I, I, did you verify they had your current correct address on file? I would
1: assume.
5: Yeah. I mean, they, they told me they did. And I, as a matter of fact, I've got the whole conversation taped. Huh. And, and I've got it taped because of a lot of problems that I've had in the past as far as uh, uh, with my power of attorney. I've had um, – <laughs> Businesses actually refused to accept the power of attorney True. because they told me they 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 had sent mail in regards to a durability clause, and I never received it, and and they blamed the post office for it.
0: So this is not the first time something like this has happened Strange. to you.
5: Absolutely not, and I've reported this and reported it, and, and that this is my major problem. This is a problem, and it seems like that it goes in a, I mean that there's no, it's a it's a open loop but uh, it all it, it it all emanates from the post office and it <laughs> and it and it goes back to my mom 's um, dementia and this power of attorney
0: what are the, uh, what are the chances like this is maybe a little off the wall, but what are the chances where do you live in like a small town uh, it 's a very small community what are the chances somebody at the post office doesn 't like you
5: absolutely there's a there 's a, there's a chance that that, that, that there 's either a personal uh, Problem with me, or they have their own personal agenda to push, and I'm being serious about that. And that's the reason I brought this up. I just wondered what, um, in anybody's opinion, your guys' opinion. You hear, you hear everything. I mean, you got to show your national, international, probably, and um, you you go through this probably all the time. What's your opinion on this? What's the best? What is the best uh, method for me to resolve this issue?
1: I don't have any practical solutions for you. I really, honestly, can't think of anything. I mean, I I can come up with a theoretical solution, which is get rid of the post office, but or make it compete on a. um, Yeah, but uh, that ain't happening next month, right? Right, and and,
0: and I, 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 this is awful. I mean, I just now—is it possible to restart? I mean, as far as her insurance is concerned, is it possible to restart her insurance?
5: Well, they're telling me now that with my mom's dementia, she's not had a valid license. Um, it's expired in 2010 that she can't go about it in that, in, in that way. Uh, she can't go herself and, 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 um, and renew the insurance. And they're telling me that I'm going to have to go through the clerk's office and to change the title into my name if they'll allow me to do it. But then you run into the power of attorney issue again.
1: Because you're then signing over a car to yourself, essentially. Absolutely, and that's, absolutely.
5: Uh, conflict of interest.
1: Conflict of interest. Oh dear.
5: Well, I, I mean, I'm just, I'm just telling you my yeah. opinion about yeah. this. And And if have, they could have notified me before now and told me what was going on, we could have, we could have settled this. I would have paid. I right.
0: Mean, sure. What about uh, a corporation? I know that uh, Dale, you've had some experience uh, putting cars in the name of a corporation. Is that, is that an option here? Uh, probably. Yeah. I mean.
2: Um, I mean, I guess there's complications associated with that potentially because you know you might have higher insurance rates because of a corporate-owned car or something like that. Um, but you can you can form a corporation and sell a car to a corporation and.
0: And then would his mom have to be one of the officers of that corporation or something like that?
2: I don't I don't know if that's necessarily the case. I mean, you don't have to be an officer of a corporation to drive a corporate car. I don't believe in order it's to be somewhat, covered under but, insurance. But I think you know you just have to look at the corporate laws where you're forming the corporation and. And find out, you know, sometimes in some places it might require three people as officers of that corporation. And things well, see,
5: like that, that. that's the problem. There is nobody else here where she lives. The closest relative that, that she has, um, actually the blood relative, the closest is in Ohio.
0: How, how much yeah. is she driving? I mean, it, the, uh, you know, if you, <laughs> the
2: corporation doesn't even have okay. to be in the same place.
0: I mean, okay. you, you are talking about a lady with dementia. Is she is able to drive? I, I guess that's not that doesn't affect her. No, I,
5: it's a, I, 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 most of the time I drive my mom. I see. I mean, I take her to and from the, the appointments, but it's still her vehicle in her name, licensed in her name, and she and and the insurance is in her name. Was yeah. And uh, now she's got a. A vehicle sitting out there that's got forty-seven thousand miles on it that can't be driven. She can't. I'm going to have to hire somebody to drive her to and from. How about
0: calling different insurance companies and pitching them on this situation and asking if they can if they can be of assistance? I mean, maybe this one company is just uh, not worth dealing with anymore.
5: Well, the one company refused. To to renew the insurance, right, and um, because of the dementia issue, correct. Because of the power of attorney and the dementia issue, and they said that I that I didn't renew it. How many have you, have you called matter.
0: any other companies?
5: I called them and they said that they would try to work with me and help me if they could, but there was two two problems that they had. One is they may have to sell insurance at a higher rate because the car would be in my name.
6: Mm-hmm.
5: I mean, and and for whatever reason that is, they said I didn't have insurance prior to this in my name. And that's, that's the problem with that, because I didn't. And I don't have any insurance in my name. Now, I sold my vehicle because I wasn't able to drive it. And, of course, care. most
0: states, uh, I think accepting New Hampshire, won't allow you to have a car on the road without it being covered by insurance. So, effectively, the, the car is grounded as a result of this.
5: That, that's, that, that's the way it is in Kentucky. Yeah. You know? uh, they, 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 they absolutely, hits the requirement that you have insurance, so they'll, they'll put you in jail.
0: Man, that's a tough situation. I I would hope that you'd be able to find an insurance company that was hungry enough for a sale, some kind of agent or company that is hungry enough to make a new sale... Uh, that is willing to do whatever it takes to uh, to make this happen for you. And that's my best. Su- I think that's probably my best suggestion as far as the easiest route beyond having to get into the world of, of creating a corporation or learning about what kind of uh, restrictions are on that and having to have the officers and the managing this and that. The corporation thing is kind of a roundabout way of maybe accomplishing this. But and then I mean that's there's also I mean there's also
2: uh, simpler things like an LLC. I mean you could have a, a company owned you can form an LLC for, for you know a, a lot of states. You can form an LLC for like a hundred dollars a year,
5: uh-huh.
2: Uh and then and you could have the car owned by that. And then
5: I thought about several things, and I even thought about a trust.
2: Yeah, trusts are a way to do
1: it too.
5: And um, I, I've thought about that, and that might that that might eliminate any liability that I'd be concerned with to have a trust, and then they couldn't say that I was trying to manipulate the funds or. Or well, to take, take anything. But even but if you're you get basically,
2: this. You're basically having. She's essentially would be driving a company car. You know, the idea is the company owns the car and then she'd be driving a company car. She'd be authorized. You could write out the paperwork and you as the owner of the company that she's authorized to drive the car. Yet it might make insurance a little higher because it's a company car or something. But, uh, you know, I, I haven't looked
0: into that. So I don't know the insurance issues with company cars. You know, even if you get this ironed out, you still have the issue, the possible issue, with somebody at the post office who has some kind of a vendetta against you and is just jacking your mail. Uh, there's that possibility as well, and I would want to run some tests on that and have friends around the country or something send a letter. Maybe they're only messing with official-looking stuff. Who knows? But to at least try to test out your ability to receive mail to some extent. And I wish you the best of luck, and thanks for the call. Hour two's next. You take control. Free Talk Live.
3: You know the Constitution like the back of your hand. You've read books, listened to podcasts, attended lectures, surfed websites, and watched videos. You've made liberty your life's goal. But something seems to be missing. Stickers from LibertyStickers.com. Exercise your freedom of speech with the world's most dangerous bumper stickers. That's LibertyStickers.com. But wait...
0: This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the second hour of the program. You dial in, toll-free, and take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Now, I don't know if you want to necessarily consider our advice any more valuable than anyone else's. Uh, We just had some guy call in uh, with a, a question. Not just some guy, but... Uh, Craig in Kentucky. He called in with a question about what to do. Uh, he's losing mail. Uh, the mail from a couple of different locations is not making it to his house. He's in a small town in Kentucky. I suggested there could be a post office employee who's got a vendetta against him that's just, you know, taking his mail and saying, whoops, <laughs> how'd that fall in the shredder? Or, oh, that just accidentally got lit on fire. I don't strange. Know what I mean,
1: I've never heard of anybody losing so much
0: mail. Really? I've never heard of that. I don't know, man. I had a couple of things, and and, and I don't think it was very much, but there were one or two Two uh, items that were delivered to me back when I was in Florida that were just delivered in such a strange manner. Like they made it to me, but they were delivered in such a mutilated and destroyed manner that someone had to have opened these things on purpose at some point. And when that stuff happens, it just creeps you out, man. You just have to wonder what is going on. Why, Why? First of all, if you're going to open one of my packages, why would you deliver it in this way? Like completely mutilated package delivered. What are you doing? What is going on here? Like, there's not a note attached. Explain. Whoops, you know this got shoved in the crushing machine. What are you gonna do you about know? it? Right. Exactly. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. So they got a monopoly on it. So or yeah, they've got a near monopoly. Near, uh, yeah. They have a monopoly technically on mail under a dollar. So first well, class, yeah, mail the is, first
2: class, first class mail that de- the delivered the basically. There's a term for it, Mark. Do you know the term for the mail that they have a monopoly on? First Three class mail. For, well, okay. That's
0: what, that is yeah. the term. All right. Uh, those stamps, the 44 cent stamps yeah. or the Liberty stamps, those are first class uh, 44 stamps. cents! That's outrageous. Oh, don't worry. They'll raise the price soon enough. So my point was my point was that uh, you know we'll take your calls about anything, but we're not licensed psychologists yeah. or uh, you know experts on anything but beyond just being talk show hosts, and I don't know if we're even experts on that. But I, I don't know, Mark, if we if, since we're paid, does that make us professional advice givers? Or Can we make that claim? I guess we're professional <laughs> we're professionals at it. That doesn't make us any good. Though so we don't get paid to give advice, we just get paid to do a talk show. If you call. So. We'll give you advice. Yeah. It's worth. Yeah. Don't Whatever we have to always issue that disclaimer? We are not lawyers. We're you know, or we're even good. competent. But there are three of us here, and so having three of us makes it more likely you'll get a variety of advice rather than you know the the guru, right? Because there are the there are these radio talk shows out there with. The guru, like the advice guy, I I haven't really listened to much of them. One of them is Clark Howard, and from what I've heard, you know the guy knows what he's talking about on uh, a lot of. It seems oh, like it on a lot of that's issues. Who the,
2: that's who the guy should call about it. Because <laughs> Clark Howard does have a lot of does seem to know a lot about a lot of different financial things.
0: But either way, I think uh, in those. Uh, in the case of those shows you're still dealing with that that singular personality that that person who is is put up on this pedestal is the all exalted one the one who knows what you should do the one who has all of your answers for you we'll, we'll have something we'll come up with some kind of an answer uh but you know keep it keep it in in mind that uh, we're just men with microphones so, appreciate anybody that calls with a question though. 800-259-9231, that is the SACL CAI toll-free line 1-800-259-9231. And I think that's, you know, one of the real outstanding qualities about the show is it's not a personality show. We've got different people that host free talk live different uh, personalities in the studio at all times throughout the week. And so it's, it's important because it actually allows us to check one another. So Mark, you were talking about during the break, how I've said in the past that uh, the US dollar is worthless and. Obviously, I'm being hyperbolic in that case, but you, you'll you check me on something like that. You'll call me out onto the carpet, and I think it's important to have that uh, right. that factor so the host doesn't go I, out crazy with their ego.
1: People call me the voice of reason, and I'm sure that there are folks out there that would disagree that I am, in fact, reasonable. Some might call you the voice of fascism well. i well. I, I think that the best term is reasonable by comparison. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so uh, 800-259-9231. We will continue here uh, coming up disturbing story about virgins being people being checked for virginity at the airport you thought the tsa had gone too far well just wait till you hear this one mark you're going to share that with us here in a moment but first from bluntville tennessee TriCities.com reporting that at least four different law enforcement agencies were involved in an april operation that destroyed a home at 361 ellis road but none Will take responsibility for leading the effort to apprehend a man who later turned himself in. Sullivan County Mayor Steve Godsey said that his sheriff's department did not call the shots, although the house is located in their jurisdiction. He said to me, that was assistance to a federal agency, referring to the U.S. Marshals Service, which crossed state lines to serve an arrest warrant. The federal agency is the one it ran, that ran it, according to the mayor. But the U.S. Marshals Service spokes bureaucrat Byron Scheitz said agents simply assisted local police in serving an arrest warrant. Oh, God. So here you are with yet another example of pass the buck finger pointing when it comes to these government agencies. You've got a burned house. From tear gas canisters, and wait till you hear how the fire started. That's still to come in this story. But you've got a, a you know a burned out house, and all the bureaucrats in the case are pointing their fingers at the other agencies. And it's like some sort of if it if it weren't a burned out home and somebody's lives that we're talking about here, it would be comedic. It would be like some sort of a skit out of uh, Abbott and Costello. You know who's on first? Oh no, it's them over there. They did it. No, they did it. You know nobody's taking responsibility here. And why should they? Why should they? What What's in it for them to take responsibility for being the agency that was in charge of somebody having their house burned down Yeah, who or would partially be that? burned down? Because, well, I mean, they could take responsibility. It's not like they'd have to pay for it or it's not like they'd be held actually financially responsible or anything like that. But they don't even have to go that far. I mean, if they don't take responsibility in the first place, who are they going to sue? Who will they name in the lawsuit? If the no agency is, is clearly the agency responsible. It's insane. Now, oh, there's more here. Uh, U.S. Uh, Marshals again claim that they were just assisting the local police. The warrant was for the arrest of Junior Kemper Spradlin, 42 years old, on a charge of second-degree murder that was filed in Abingdon. So, at least in this case, they were going after somebody who might have actually been a violent person instead of somebody that had a bag of pot. But on the other hand, did they go a little too far in their efforts? Well, you tell me here in a moment. Uh, federal agents and local officers from Tennessee and Virginia surrounded the house on Ellis Road where his mother lived in a day-long standoff, April 27th, but police never found him inside. Hmm. So they had a standoff for a day with no one home. Is that, is that my understanding? I guess he was correctly? holding them at bay. Uh, however, a bomb squad robot sent looking for him. Remember... It's all about officer safety. We talked to Nick from CopBlock.org a moment ago, and he talks about how in all these different police reports of various different uh, police abuse stories across the country, one of the priorities is always officer safety. So instead of actually sending their own men in, they sent a robot in. They're not interested in taking any significant level of risk themselves. Uh, so they sent this clunky robot inside, and guess what? The Bomb Squad robot set the blaze when it <laughs> dropped a canister of tear gas in the living room. I don't know. Uh, okay, so
1: robots only do what they're told to do. Uh, they follow... I mean, is, is Herbie, the Bomb Squad robot, getting the, uh, getting the blame here for Bubba what pushing was the he... wrong
0: button? No, 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 no. What was the robot doing with tear gas if it was just in there looking for him? If they just sent gas him if he found it? Uh, my guess is it's just installed with tear gas all the time. And that could just, be you know. the case. Uh, federal agents again, let's see here. They fire scorched all of the furniture in the home. Family heirlooms and extensive record collection days after the siege. Tear gas tossed into the home still burned eyes and sinuses. That morning, federal agents and deputies spotted Mr. Spreadlin driving through Bluntville. A high-speed chase wound through the town and ended at the house. Deputies reported seeing him on the front porch and later spotted movement Inside the home, so I'm pretty sure I understand. I'm understanding this correctly. It says here that morning, so they're going back in time here and telling the story. So we've got the a, a situation is they spent a day in a so-called standoff with a man who ended up not being in the house. How did this guy? Now I know the police are incompetent, but how did this guy lead them on a high-speed chase, which means they were right behind him to his house? or this house, and then lose them. He lost them. He's got an escape hatch. 1-800-259-9231. The Sakel CAI toll-free line. There's a little bit more to the story here. We'll tell you about it and take your uh, thoughts, your your calls and thoughts. 800-259-9231. You take control. Free talk live.
3: Hunting, Hunting, shooting, shooting, camping, camping, apparel, auto ATV, ATV, tactical 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 gear, survival survival equipment. equipment. OutdoorBunker.com is your one-stop discount shop for all your outdoor survival needs. From scopes, holsters, and knives to backpacks, flashlights, sleeping bags, and more, OutdoorBunker.com features a massive selection at incredible prices. Orders over $100 get free shipping. FTL listeners, get the UTG Deluxe Universal Horizontal Shoulder Holster for only $9.95. I've got mine. Get yours at OutdoorBunker.com slash FTL now.
0: This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and bring up what you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. And Dale. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. We invite you to our website. We've got a lot of stuff there. We give it to you free. The mobile site is one of those features. You can just go to m.freetalklive.com for quick access to our live streams. As well as uh, the podcast, go to M as in mobile.freetalklive.com. Have you ever been the victim of an injustice and then
1: decided to do nothing about it because attorneys are just too expensive? Jurisdictionary.com is the course for people who don't have attorneys. It arms you with the information on how to use the court's rules. Until you know those rules, you're fighting in the dark. You're not going to learn those rules from watching CSI or something like that. It works for plaintiffs or defendants. In civil or criminal matters or in state or federal courts, it costs less than an hour with any good attorney, and the four-CD course is so easy the average eighth grader could learn it in a weekend. Visit Jurisdictionary.com, download the free tools they have there for you, the free legal flowchart, the free weekly t- tips and tactics newsletter, The use the free legal dictionary and watch the free videos. Then buy the course, com. Remember to use the Free Talk Live pull-down in the pull-down menu thing there when you check out and... Just to let them know where you heard it. Jurisdictionary.com.
0: Talking about another story of yet more police bungling. And in this particular case, the police refuse because there is a multi-jurisdictional or multi-agency operation. The police are refusing to own up. As far as who made the call, who was in charge, there was the U.S. uh, marshals and the local cops in Blountville, Tennessee, the sheriffs uh, there. And I think a couple of other agencies, uh, apparently some officers from Virginia and other places in Tennessee uh, had come to surround a home after they had chased uh, someone who was wanted on a second degree murder charge. Now, second degree, Mark, what is the difference between a first degree and second degree a murder? A first
1: degree murder is means that I come over to your house because I hate you and I shoot you in the head. Premeditated, right? Right. A second degree means that I have a gun on my hip and then you're spouting off like you normally do. I get angry and then I shoot you.
0: So would you say that a second degree murderer is not quite as dangerous as a first degree murderer?
1: I think that that's... I, I, I don't I don't know how you would say that. I mean, many first degree murderers are in for killing their wives and so otherwise they operate relatively safely in mm.
0: society. I, I don't know how you could say that necessarily. We were ta- you were talking earlier Mark about the, uh, the police and how they a lot of them have a tendency to escalate a situation wherein they could have de-escalated. They choose to escalate the violence uh, that is that is involved in that situation. And in this case, it's a very screwed up story from multiple aspects. Uh, one, you've got the fact that the cops refuse to take any level of responsibility. The U.S. marshals are saying, "Well, it was the local cops, and we were just assisting." And the local cops are saying, "Well, it was U.S. marshals' raid, and we were assisting." And so nobody's taking responsibility in the hopes that they can't get you know be sued for this. Not that they would have ever be held responsible for it anyway. That stuff rarely happens. But essentially, they uh, they nearly burnt down this family's home. There was significant uh, fire scorching done to uh, all of the furniture in the house and lots of uh, family heirlooms and valuables. What apparently happened was the police had chased this guy to this house, and what was described as a high speed chase. He was then seen allegedly on the front porch of the house, and later the police say they spotted movement in the home. But after a day's so-called standoff, the police were unable to find this man in the home when they finally went in there after burning it down, nearly burning it down. The answer is obvious. That place is haunted. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> oh, and the the kicker is this: be, you know big bad man who they were out looking for, and they had this high speed chase with, and they burned down you know burn this house nearly to the ground. Uh, they this big bad guy goes and turns himself in later. So, was it really necessary to roll in fourteen canisters of tear gas? Because that's how many canisters of tear gas that they utilized. So,
1: Herbie, the robot who accidentally dropped off the the canister of tear gas that set the house on fire. Accidentally dropped fourteen canisters. Well, that's not the claim
0: here. The claim is that the claim is that it was the robot who dropped a canister that started the fire. But the police also shot in uh, in total fourteen or maybe thirteen additional. I don't think it's very canisters. fair
1: to, to blame Herbie here in this uh, particular instance. <laughs> I mean, this is kind of, Herbie, it was Herbie's, uh, (laughs) (laughs) hey, you people sit in your fancy little (laughs) riot robot and it set that at people's house on fire. It wasn't my tear gas canister.
0: (laughs) Good (laughs) Lord. Uh, So there's more though to the story because they actually, the news agencies actually got to look at these tear gas canisters because the cops don't clean up their mess. When the cops come in and they, you know, screw your life up. And destroy your home. Whether we're talking about setting it on fire, or we're talking about just coming in and searching through it and just tossing everything everywhere. The cops cutting open couch cushions.
1: and yeah, who knows all what else?
0: Uh, the cops never clean up their mess, and so therefore all of those canisters were left there. And the news agencies got a nice close look at them. Apparently, this is according to TriCities. dot com. Uh, according to the story here, they um, again, 13 canisters. One of them that they found, and it may have been more than one here. Let's see. In the Ellis Road neighborhood, tear gas canisters still littered the lawns, lawns days after the incident. Stamped onto the bottom of one canister found near the steps of the burned house is an expiration date of March 2007. Mm. Oh, lovely. So the police officers are using outdated canisters, and actually on the canister it says that if it's out of date, then it's only for training purposes. You may only use these for training purposes. This
2: was just a training... uh, (laughs)
0: found under the window of a neighbor's house was a pile of used six inch long shell casings for tear gas launched from a rifle stenciled in blue along the sides of the smoke blackened casings are the words 37 millimeter ferret barricade penetrating projectile the abingdon police chief when asked who was in charge referred questions elsewhere he said you need to call sullivan county and of course at the beginning of the story they talked to sullivan county and Sullivan County said that they need to talk to the u s marshals and u s Marshals said that you need to talk to the local cops because we were just there helping them out so <laughs> nobody's
1: responsible it. that's that that's government for you, you know when, when things go awry, and quite often they do with the government, when things go awry, nobody's responsible. In this case, the agencies themselves won't even take responsibility. Usually, it's uh, one individual in the government that doesn't have to take responsibility. It's referred to the agency. In this case, the agencies uh, aren't
2: responsible. Who are you going to sue? I, I don't. Is that the thing? Is you know, people. The whole reason why governments get created, people have this burning need for someone to hold people accountable, right? They don't believe that people will be accountable otherwise, and then they create this this notion of government and then who's supposed to hold the government's accountable you know that there's they, they, that's yeah. uh, the, the, it's really a fallacious notion like it is an, an irrational concept to think that you can create this organization to hold people to hold everyone else accountable but then why do you expect the, that, that entity to be accountable at
0: all
1: and it's not I mean the, that exactly. entity creates exactly. rules that says that it isn't accountable
0: right well don't worry guys I mean we're talking about an agency that's run by human beings here and human beings you know they they have feelings and they care about their fellow man and so thank goodness that you know these these agencies that get plenty of tax dollars, and they can they can at the very least take care of these folks whose house they burned uh, to the point where it's completely unlivable. I mean, at the very least, the, the police department can step up and they can provide a place for this family to live because we're not talking about the den of some murderer like out of uh, you know the, like out of the movies, uh, Anthony Hopkins or something like that. We're not talking about that. We're talking about a family home. This guy ran back to his family home. Uh, When he was being pursued. So there's a family now that would be on the streets where not for the police department and they're carrying. Oh, wait, no, the police didn't do anything to help these folks out. We'll tell you what's happening to them here in a moment. It's free talk live at 800-259-9231. Just burn your house down. You're screwed. Free talk live.
7: This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Carnation Breakfast Essentials, helping your family get off to a nutritious start every day. Mornings can be chaotic, but a little advanced work will take the pressure off. The night before, organize backpacks and put them at the door, along with anything else that your kids need for the day. Set a timer for five minutes before departure to give everyone a chance to mobilize, and off you go. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday.
0: This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever you want at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. We invite you to our website, freetalklive.com. Actually, the main feature of the site allows you to control the content. So, for instance, you find something online that you think is interesting, maybe a YouTube video, uh, perhaps it's a news article or a blog post. You submit it to our website, then other listeners can vote as to whether they like or dislike your suggestion. And the most liked will make it to the front page and the top of the website. You get to vote on things as well. Uh, So, essentially, it's like a social news aggregator that is – where the content is 100% created by listeners like you. So this news story that we're sharing with you about the police burning, nearly burning down someone's home, making it essentially burn so much it's unlivable, uh, that uh, this news story right there on the front page of freetalklive.com. So it's thanks to listeners like you uh, for interacting with the website and submitting some really great content to it. Get on over there and do that. But freetalklive.com isn't the only liberty-oriented site where you can find interesting news.
1: Yeah, right. There's news aggregators all over. And a great one is Freedom's Phoenix, they uh, claim to be exposing the secrets and uncovering the lies. That's what the readers of freedomsphoenix dot com they get every day. The readers of freedomsphoenix dot com are constantly pro- provided the detailed real news that lies between the lines of propaganda and the relationship that we have with coercive governments. Freedomsphoenix dot com offers up to the minute updates on the economy, technology, communications, the rise of the police state. Go down to freedomsphoenix dot com and sign up for their free daily dispatch. Freedom'sPhoenix.com.
0: Now, on this program, over the years, we've talked about the idea of private justice and the idea of private protection agencies. And as a voluntarist, as somebody who believes that humans should interact on a consensual basis, I support the idea of getting rid of the monopoly on protection. And that is essentially one of the government's claimed roles: is they they claim that we are here to protect you. And of course, as we've pointed out, there's no actual obligation for them to protect you. That's one major factor that people need to know about. Uh, but besides that, they, they're claiming they're here to protect you, but their actions you know, also show otherwise. In many cases, it's the government that's your greatest threat. It's the government that is threatening you with violence on a constant basis. It's the government that's taking peaceful people and putting them in cages. But every, every so often, they actually do call her a bad guy. They actually do you know, get somebody who's a real life danger to the community. There's no doubt about that. And I, I appreciate them when they actually do their jobs correctly. That's good. However, there's still a monopoly. They're still nearly completely unaccountable for their actions. And so a lot of people will look at that, and they'll look at the suggestion that we make on this program, and that is that, and I think you would all agree with me, that there should be an end to the monopoly, that there should be competition, there should be choice in the marketplace of protection services. Would you all agree? Yes, I would agree.
1: Yeah, I think that it'd be a i i think it'd be cheaper for people all around if you look at your cut of local, state, federal it, policing organizations, and you. I mean, the really the only protection that you need for yourself and your family is somebody to buzz by the house and uh, maybe to call. You know, maybe maybe have some kind of alarm system to call or that kind of thing. You'll spend far less money upkeeping organizations like that just individually and you'll get better service and you'll be Absolutely. guaranteed uh service uh, and some kind of
2: retribution if they don't do what they say they're going and, and most of the problems that people present about that about that sort of possibility but there's a couple of things i have to say about that one is i don't think they'll ever compare to the problems that are presented by this unaccountable organization mm-hmm. um for one thing and secondly the, the the a lot of the problems they present are not solved by creating the unaccountable organization. Sort of like there's there's concern that you know some people will not have would not be protected because they wouldn't have the, they couldn't afford you know mm. they're just really poor Mark and they can't afford to. Because poor neighborhoods services. love yeah, the police. I was police. gonna say I was gonna say <laughs> poor neighborhoods are not getting protected right now. So again, there's this notion you know that governments do not serve the weak and the uh, minorities and things like right. that. That that is not in their nature to do, and uh, they serve the powerful and the the people that are that are you know really footing the bill anyway, and so that's that's not a problem that is solved by creating the unaccountable organization.
1: Generally, when you're dealing with situations of uh, of talking about the police, you're going to see middle class. Upper middle class and upper class people supporting the actions of the police. respectable. it's the people that you're concerned about. Oh, but the poor people wouldn't get police protection. They're not. They don't feel like they're getting protection. They violently. don't answer they the door. Scared, they're scared
2: of the police, and for good reason. <laughs> right. Uh, right. You know, because they're not being protected by the police. Right. And the police are, in fact, an organization. They're, they're usually being victimized by the
1: Designed police. to invade their neighborhoods and mess with them.
0: Yeah. yeah. So I bring this uh, this aspect up because throughout the hour we've been talking about a story where in Blountville, Tennessee, the police and various different agencies uh, they they essentially did a, a SWAT team raid on uh, somebody's home, a family's home and they were allegedly looking for a man who was uh, wanted for second degree murder but it was still a family's home and so 14 tear gas canisters get shot in there and the place catches on fire because well maybe maybe i mean i'm not saying this would have happened if the canisters hadn't been expired i don't know a lot about tear gas canisters but these canisters were over 4 you know 4 years it doesn't expired look good
2: at this point and so and again the company recommendation was do not use these for anything but set for training purposes right
0: but they use them in a live fire situation and as a result of that the house caught on fire and it was became completely unlivable as a result of that and now the family's out on the streets well they're not out on the streets thanks to the red cross who's paying to put them up in a hotel room thanks to charitable efforts of the local community and no thanks whatsoever to the Bluntville County Police Department or the city police or whatever, you know, various... There were four different police agencies involved in the destruction of these people's home. But right now, they're sitting in a hotel room thanks to the Red Cross and a local church who stepped up to fund their stay. Not the police who were responsible. I understand part of, part of the point of the story is the police are pointing fingers at one another to say, Well, it wasn't us. It was them. They're the ones that were in charge. The other guys. And so nobody wants to take responsibility for it but even if one agency did take responsibility for it it doesn't mean that they would have the obligation to put these people up in a hotel room and they don't they're not interested in doing that because they don't have to worry about what their image looks like you know they might do it from an image standpoint, to say, look how great we are. You know, we're we, you know we did wrong here. We accidentally burned down their house. We're going to make good by giving them a place to stay here and doing our best to help set them in a new apartment or a new home or something like that. No, no, it's we're just going to leave the tear gas canisters all over the effing place. We're going to leave them in the neighbors' yards. We're going to leave them all over, and we're just going to destroy your property, and then that's that. We'll just point our fingers at one another, and we're done with it. We uh, what we're washing our hands of any level of responsibility for this as these people lose their family home. I mean, can you imagine being put into this? situation i would be outraged uh, you know i mean this is this is this kind of
1: situation that creates
0: terrorists after you paid thousands upon thousands of dollars every single year in property taxes to these bureaucrats you know they've got all their social welfare programs and all this money that they're pouring into the welfare programs and the police state but it hasn't done these folks a bit of well, a bit of good
2: and that's just it here's the here's the example where where we said that they don't protect They don't protect everybody. Uh, Here's the case where they're actually victimizing someone. And so this institution that's created under the notion of, oh, dear, someone might not be able to afford protection if we don't. Create this organization that steals from people to pay for it, and then make sure it, pay- it protects poor people, but look at the situation where they 're actually victimizing people, and no one is going to hold them accountable now right. H- Were they a free market organization that could be held accountable? there could be checks and balances in the free market against them not even only that- if
1: i mean even if you just want to take the step that says that no longer no longer, not one minute more will we accept government agents being able to hide behind the uh, the shield of the government. At this point, you remove all sovereign immunity, you remove all limited, is uh, it limited immunity is what they call it? Uh, there, there's another uh, mm. st- step of immunity, and that's the, what the police have uh, in fact, that basically allows them to do anything that's within the bounds of their uh, the, the, the rules of their organization or whatever and then not get sued. Every, you should be able to sue joint and severally every government agent that steps out that does anything wrong they should be responsible for their actions every single one of them
0: but instead of that mark the sheriff's office declined is from uh, tricities.com declined an opportunity to answer questions tuesday about the outdated tear gas the amount of tear gas used and the policy of cleaning up after such an extensive police operation Captain Keith Elton oh, By the way, the
1: uh, the plumbers, when they come into the house, they'll wear these little paper booties on their feet mm-hmm. in order to keep from uh, sort of messing up your carpet or whatever. The cops, they just burn the whole place down.
0: Due to an ongoing investigation of in the possibility of future litigation, no further information concerning the Ellis Road incident will be released at this time. Thank you. Actually, he didn't say thank you. No. 1-800-259-9231. But... I also wanted to bring this up to give an example of how something like this could work in the the marketplace. Because a lot of people say, well, you guys are always just having critiques. You never have any solutions, which of course isn't true. We always have a solution. And that's Freedom, 800 259 9231. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll free and bring up anything you want at 800 259 9231. SACL CAI toll free line. Join us on our website. At freetalklive.com, we give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. Once again, that's freetalklive.com joining you tonight. It's Ian. And Dale. And Mark. All right. So, and if, by the way, you like the show, you like the fact that we give you the website for free, you can become an amplifier for as little as $3 a month. We'll take that money in and reinvest it into this program, getting on more stations around the country, bringing more internet listeners on board, and exposing new people to the ideas of freedom. Just announced our newest affiliate in Fargo, North Dakota, officially today. Uh, WDAY on board for our Saturday program, which is uh, great news, bringing our total affiliate count to 97 talk radio stations across the country. And XM. Plus XM and all the other listening options we've got. Uh, so you can go to listen.freetalklive.com to learn more about that. But if you want to help us with getting on more stations, you become an amplifier and it makes a difference for us. So go to amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp. As in advertise, market, and promote, amp.freetalklive.com. So I wanted to talk a little bit about the idea of market protection, the radical idea. And it seemed very radical to me the first time I heard about it. I had a tough time really internalizing this. because It's
2: it's understandable because we've been brought up to think that that the only way to protect people is by having this monopoly on it.
0: Right, like there are all kinds of questions and valid questions that will come up when you talk about the idea of ending the government's monopoly. ...on protection services. Before you go on with this explanation, I'd like to once again
1: pop in the caveat. We understand that these ideas are things that would exist in the future. They don't exist today. I think that a a couple of viable steps that will solve many of the problems that we in the United States have with a overactive and adventurous and uh, perhaps brazen uh, policing networks is ending the war on drugs holding uh, government bureaucrats, whether police or anybody else, responsible individually for their acts.
0: Those would be nice. Those two things would happen. huge steps. I'd love to see that happen with the Monopoly service. But beyond that, if we can actually get to those steps, Mark, then to move beyond that, we need to actually have a market in protection so we can have competition, so we can have innovation, so we can have competition for lowered prices as well uh, because the the cops will spend whatever it is that they can spend because they can just take whatever it is they want to take. Uh, for the most part.
1: They'll as in effect they'll spend and then they'll spend more than they need to because they know that they have to spend up to their budget in order to get the be yeah. guaranteed the same budget, then they push for more
0: budget. Whereas in the marketplace, businesses and entities are inspired and, and, and charities or whatever are interested and motivated to spend less. They they profit. They're, right. They're incentivized to be as efficient as possible, unlike the government. So it's a completely reverse situation. But people will say, Well, you guys, you're speculating. You don't know what things would be like. And it's true. I never would claim to know the way market the market will decide and to handle true. protection and services. And that's true, and it's the same
1: excuse that they used. Uh, just, just remember, in the 1850s, they said, we can't get rid of slavery. Who will pick the cotton? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, at that point, it was the seen and the unseen. It, the the, the yeah. idea was, look, we have to have people pick the cotton. We have to have slaves pick the cotton. It will be a, too expensive. Otherwise, we will not be able to c- compete on the world economy because of shipping costs. And therefore, our nation as we know it will dissolve and die. Western civilization hinges on the fact that we have own black people, and that was the excuse that was made. There is no excuse, people, not one, for doing something immoral in order to get what you believe is a – the ends don't
0: justify the means, especially right.
1: and, in this circumstance.
0: Sure, and the immorality, of course, is threatening people with violence if they don't want to pay for this awful one-size-fits-all monopoly protection system and the other monopoly things that the government does. So even though we who are advocates of the free marketplace and we don't have a free market today in anything uh, for the most part, uh, those of us who are advocates of the free market and market protection, we can't exactly predict what the market will look like. But we do have indicators in the current marketplace that we can look at, examples that we can look to and say, oh, well, yeah, you know, it might work. It might Work like this. So, for instance, let's take this situation. Where these poor people have been, uh, you know, basically taken out of their home due to the police's negligence or stupidity or or aggression or whatever it is that caused this. Uh, 14 tear gas canisters to be rolled into a house where they thought there was somebody who was hiding out turned out he wasn't even there and they the actually catch the house on fire and make it completely unlivable and scorch all kinds of uh, property basically taking the family out of this home and putting them onto the streets luckily local well, charities picked them up and took care of them and put but, them up in a hotel room but ian if a private organization might not handle such a situation responsibly. They'll handle it more responsibly because they'll have an insurance policy that could be you know, much easier revoked than a government uh, insurance policy. Government police departments do have an insur- insurance underwriting to some extent, but they're never held responsible for anything they do. So it doesn't really matter too, too much for the most and part. And if
1: you try to make the claim – then, especially if you're in a small community, people in like where I live, people will complain that you're costing the town money. Yeah. I mean, if you have some kind of legitimate grievance with the government, the only avenue you have is to sue their butts.
0: Because they're being robbed. They're upset about it. And that, then the right? people
1: of the community say, you're suing us. Yeah well, it's the organizations that you set up. It's the rules you voted on because
0: the agents themselves aren't, you can't sue them. If you're going to sue, you have to sue the department of the town because the agents can't be held individually liable for those, for those choices. So the private agency, the market-based protection agency would a have the incentive to be as cautious as they could when it comes to apprehending dangerous suspects. They wouldn't just be able to just shrug off. Oh, let's just launch some tear gas in there. And who cares if the house gets set on fire? We have no liability. Instead, they would be operating under full liability. They would be the ones who would be completely responsible for uh, for their own actions, and so would be much more cautious when entering into these situations. But even if something did happen, even if something horrible did happen, it would be much less likely, but even if it did happen, like this house being scorched, if that did happen, their insurance company would cover it, and it's likely... In the same way that, for instance, oh, I don't know, your auto insurance will offer you, in many cases, a a freebie loaner car. Like if you get in a, a car wreck, a lot of auto insurance plans, one of the perks is if you get your car wrecked, they give you a car. So you can still go to work while it's being repaired or the body damage is being banged out. There's no reason why these insurance uh, insurance providers and protection agencies wouldn't say "Look, like, look if if we make a mistake and we destroy property that uh, you know was completely unnecessary in the process of bringing some the, the, some criminal to justice, you'll be completely made whole. You'll be, you'll be made whole and we'll even give you a place to stay while you wait for the, the house to be repaired. I think
1: people's concern in that area would be something to the effect of, well, how is a uh, you know, free market organization going to have the legitimacy of trying to bring a dangerous person to justice? Doesn't that dangerous person, I mean, aren't, aren't they free to go in a free marketplace? Free to go where? Well, whatever they want to do well not if they're hurting people well uh, how do you what okay so hurting people takes a moment in
0: time yeah
1: what about the times afterwards i mean if they're not hurting well, somebody wanted, at that time if they're
0: wanted for aggression then it's in the and the the insurance company or the whoever you want to call it, the protection agency, has a case to make against a person. If they're not coming in voluntarily to to go to arbitration, they can be brought in against their will because they violated someone's rights.
1: How can can one of these organizations make a case without being able to, say, search
0: that person's house? I mean, don't they have the right not to have their house searched? I don't know about that, Mark. I guess it would just all depend because they wouldn't be (laughs) – Obviously, if it's private property, they don't just have the right to go on that property, but that doesn't mean that you know, the cable repairman or somebody like that couldn't do it. I don't know how they're going to gather their information, Mark, but private investigators have ways of getting information that the police can't get. Indeed, they do. And so, uh, you know, they would have to build a case before they used aggression against a suspect, because you wouldn't want to aggress against somebody if it was the wrong person. So, See, this is the accountability we're talking about. I mean,
2: it, it's good that Mark brought it up because it's a good, uh, it's a good devil's advocate question. Mm-hmm. You know, is you know what, what, how, what, what gives them the right to arrest someone in the first place? Well, what should you know? How should anyone have the right to do that? They need to be being aggressed against, and they need to be reluctant to do such a thing if they aren't being aggressed against because they need to be able to be held accountable because if they're, they're fully, fully liable. someone's rights. And and the right, other thing the, the police agency is not liable they, they, they violate people's rights all the time, people who are not actually guilty who are right. not aggressing against anyone, and it needs to be very clear and they need, to be able to make, they need to not do it unless they can make a good case that yes, this person was aggressing, so we had a right to arrest them.
1: Most crimes go uh, unsolved, and uh, you know, in today, currently today, most crimes go unsolved. As the crimes go up the ladder of importance, it's more likely they'll get someone. Of course, as they go up the ladder of importance, it also seems more likely that the wrong person is going to be convicted. So you have, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, have you have these strange uh, interactions that go on. The public doesn't care if, uh, what was that little girl in Colorado that got uh, the... Jomini Ramsey? Yeah, the, was she the uh, beauty queen yep. girl? Okay. So it does the public doesn't care if the right person gets arrested just so long as someone gets arrested, mm-hmm. right? And the, I think the outcry is still going on. I don't know everything about that case. I just kind of remember in the back of my mind that they didn't catch anybody. And some people say it's the dad. Some people will say all kinds of things.
0: Alright, so 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Airline security coming up Over in the UK, they've gone way farther than I think anybody could have imagined. 1-800-259-9231. I'm surprised that I am surprised at what these people are doing. It's that outrageous. More coming up here. Hour number three is next. You can take control at 800-259-9231. Free Talk Live.
1: I can't tell you how many times people have recommended to Ian and I that we start an online Liberty business directory so that people will know with whom they're doing business and how they can do business with people who are in the Liberty community. Well, the com is a Liberty Movement business directory. It intends to be a complete list of all products and services provided by members of the Liberty Movement or products that directly benefit the Liberty community. This is a voluntary project. There'll be no charges for buyers or sellers using this site. It's being compiled right now, and they need your help. If you know of any products or services provided by members of the Liberty Movement, send an email to contact at com. Again, it's contact at com. This is a way to build the Liberty Movement right online. Contact at com.
0: is free talk live you can take control of the airwaves and bring up anything you want 800-259-9231 that's the SACL cai toll free line as we launch here into the third hour of the program joining you tonight it's ian and dale edmark and uh, dale joining us by the way courtesy of FlamingFreedom.com. that is his website you can go there to get more uh doses of dale via his podcast his radio show which is called prometheus unchained available over for free at FlamingFreedom.com. So 800 uh, 259 is the number here. For those of you just joining us, uh, we've been talking about police unaccountability, and there's always just so much in the news regarding that. But it's not just the police that are unaccountable. It's also your favorite airline security monopoly. That's right, the TSA. The TSA, of course, as you know, uh, has been the primary uh, agency responsible for driving air traffic down, uh, air travel down by what thirty percent, Mark? I believe currently is uh, the numbers some people you from know, a decade people,
1: ago. People that disagree with this uh, would would claim that it's 9/11, that people are scared to fly. Um, I think that most people know that uh, you know when you add hurdles to people doing something, that more of them will cease to do it. Many people find the uh, Transportation Security Administration's pat downs to be invasive. They find the bureaucrats to be rude, uh, faceless, and uh, unfeeling. They don't like the idea that they're – I mean it's one thing if you're just a a business person going through. You can pack – you can put all your stuff in. You pop your shoes off and you take Mm -hmm. your belt off and you go right through. It's another thing entirely if you're a mom with a child that has uh, baby food. uh, You're an older person that requires a special diet. You have some kind of prosthetic limb. uh, You're uh, you're ill – confined to a wheelchair. I mean, they've just, just a myriad of things that make getting through this line difficult. It's, it's, uh, frustrating for people. It makes them feel embarrassed that they're, you know, for whatever reason, it takes them longer to get shaken down than other people. They know that there are people behind them that want to get along and they want to be going as quickly as possible. But, and, and honestly, with the, uh, the TSA, you know, taking away people's nail files and, uh, water, bottles of water, it, it seems very pointless. Uh, the TSA misses time and time again. It's there's no way to get a quantified number as to how inefficient they are. But every news story that I read, they miss between. Honestly, I've never read one that where they've missed as few as fifty percent. Well, but and haven't they stopped eighty, 80 ninety, and a hundred percent of guns, knives, and bombs that they test themselves and on And parts? Uh, how how many? Uh haven't they stopped releasing those numbers for like the last three or four years? There haven't been as like many that? stories. There was one recently on where uh, in Dallas where they tried themselves. I think it was with a handgun on the new uh, backscatter radiation machines mm-hmm. or whatever they're called. Uh, the x-ray, the new x-ray machines yeah. which uh, pelt you with radiation to find out what you look like. The radiation and, that's ten times the level that they told you that yeah, it was. Ten, ten times the original level that they told you it was and isn't the picture that they sort of sold the American public right. on. It looks in entirely different but they missed get this five times their own agent goes through with a with a handgun they missed it
0: so, uh, we're going to get you an update here on not just what the TSA has been up to, but it's it's also a, it's a worldwide problem, especially in the, the other countries. There are also uh, agencies that are monopolies that are checking uh, so-called security of passengers. And, of course, the TSA and all these other agencies are completely unaccountable because you can't hire another security agency. There's, there's not another option. The airlines themselves don't get to choose. They don't get to choose to hire their own security forces. They don't get to be responsible for their own airline's security, which, of course, would be the best way to handle security would be the marketplace to provide it with competition no no we're stuck with the one-size-fits-all federal bureaucracy and there's a picture right now over at lewrockwell.com on the blog there it's uh, entitled i can't wait for the terrible terror bull twos and the caption says how pathetic is this how low has this country sunk with a picture of what appears to be a mother Holding her baby in a way that a mom would not normally hold her baby. She's holding uh, kind of up and out. She's kind of the baby is uh, laying with its stomach toward the ground. It's laying on mom's outstretched arms. Mom is holding the baby on her outstretched arms for the inspection purposes of two Count them two tSA agents holding out her child as a sacrifice to the you know the, the, the predations of the state, yeah exactly, and we 're going to tell you what uh, sort of predations the the international folks have been going through in the u k with well, this crazy news that mark 's going to share here in a moment, but first we go to your phone calls. you can take control of the airways, we go to John listening to xm 's america 's talk. Uh, John's gone, actually. Let's try Nick instead, listening in Georgia to XM. Nick, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Dale and Mark.
8: Hey, guys. How's it going?
0: Hey, Nick. What's on your mind tonight?
8: Yeah, the uh, police use of force. Yes, sir. Um You've heard the words less than lethal munitions?
1: I haven't. No, no I don't think so.
8: They're calling this stuff now. It's, uh, you know, the beanbag, shotgun shells, yeah. tasers, and all. Okay. They're calling it less than lethal, which is an absolute oxymoron. What do you mean by that? Lethal is dead. You know, if you survive it, it's less than lethal. So all this is is feel good language, litigation mitigation.
0: Well, right. And if one of these so called uh, non lethal methods actually does kill someone, then it's not really non lethal anymore, is it? Because the uh, the tasers right. have been killing yeah. all kinds of people.
8: They're just trying to. Uh, feed us that name so that we're not as threatened by it so hopefully they don't get sued so often
0: well they're not too worried about that i mean i don't think they like having to hire lawyers to defend against lawsuits but for the most part if they get enough
1: lawsuits then it affects their insurance rating it could uh that's that i think that i think the caller has a valid point there no doubt nick anything else you want to share
8: um nothing not really though but the Thank first time I heard that term, I thought it was a joke. I swear, I laughed out loud.
0: Thanks for pointing it out. I mean, all you can do is laugh at the absurdity of this police state, because otherwise you're just going to have to be living in fear. And that's no thats no good. Thank you, Nick, for the call tonight at 800-259-9231. Laughing, uncomfortable, uh, laughing uncomfortably at the violence and uh, you know scariness of this police state is really, I think, about the best thing that you can do. Because actually living in fear of it is just going to cripple you and cripple your ability to do anything to stand up against it. 1-800-259-9231. Jeff is in Vermont. Jeff, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Dale and Mark. Hello there.
9: Ah, good evening, gentlemen. How are you tonight? Jeff,
0: what's on your mind?
9: Well, I actually was listening to the podcast from, I believe it was Saturday's show earlier, and Matt in Illinois, uh, I believe it was, uh, mentioned Gertha, the philosopher. Okay. In reference to... It wasn't to, Matt from uh,
1: Illinois. I think it was Craig from uh, Michigan.
9: Ah, what's it great for Okay. I oh, stand so. corrected. Um, well I just wanted to call, uh, because there's a quote of Gerpa's that I, I really enjoy and I think that if more people were aware of it and the writings of of his that maybe they might give things a little bit more thought. And that quote is that none are so helplessly enslaved as those who falsely believe they are free.
0: That's a favorite of mine, yeah. Yeah,
1: that's a good one. Uh, there's one from Harriet Tubman, which is very similar. she's freed a thousand slaves, and she'd have freed a thousand more if only they knew where they were enslaved. So very yep. similar kind of uh, and that's thought process.
9: A, that's also a favorite of mine, and I'm sure you must love the uh, quote of Frederick Douglass's from his autobiography. In and That one is uh, that education and slavery are incompatible with each other. Mm. Well said. It, you know, it's it's just one of those things. I know it's off the topics that you've been discussing this evening, but as I said, I typically listen via podcast as I'm driving around. So wanted to just throw that out there and I think that as we move forward and I I, I use the we indicate uh to, to kind of collectivize people who love liberty. Um and I know I hate to collectivize, but it's just it's easy to it, it makes it easier. I
0: think it's fine if you're yeah, talking. I'm going to be in cl- included in your we. <laughs> well, no, if you're using a we to be specific to whom you're, uh, you know, regarding whom you're speaking, like a group of people that is bound together by something. In yeah. Common, y- if you're sense. talking about, if you if you reference some people who
2: share certain traits with you and then you count them among, you count yourself amongst them and you say we, then it's an appropriate use of it. We I guess. here in the studio yeah. are doing a radio show.
8: <laughs> Absolutely. We, those I, I of I us believe, who love
2: liberty, and I count I myself amongst we, that group.
9: We love liberty. As we move forward, have to use education as our tool, because the statists, <clears throat> the folks who believe in government, and somehow that they have some right to authorize someone else. Ah, here comes the music.
0: <laughs> Finish your thought. You can
9: okay. The uh, the folks who are the worst statists feel that they can authorize someone else to take away your freedom. We need to educate them that they're advocating their own personal responsibility believing themselves education in the is
0: the solution i mean that's how they got to where they are so uh, we certainly have to do our share of it to uh, get to freedom thanks for the call tonight appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231 free talk live
1: are you looking for camping hunting or shooting gear
0: This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. What is SACL CAI anyway? SACL CAI is a company. It's a company that does accounts
1: receivable for other business. They do collections, early outbilling, and they purchase charged-back charged receivables. So if you have a company that needs to try something new in this area, SACL CAI is a good choice. principal choice. Of, yeah. Principal over there, Jason Osborne. One of the longest-running sponsors of this program. Indeed. A big supporter of liberty. integris guy, and he's going to do a great job with your business. That's right. SACL CAI. You can see their banner. It's the top one on the right-hand side of the page at freetalklive.com.
0: All right. 800-259-9231 as uh, we continue here. In fact, Jason Osborne made the move last year for the, the Free State Project. Was it early this year? Or last? No, it was last year. He made the move, uh, I think, like, with the fall of last year. And, and that's a big deal because people are getting together like Jason and us and hundreds and, and soon thousands of other liberty-minded people uh, getting together here in New Hampshire. We just had a call uh, in the last segment talking about how important education is. The status, those who support big government, who support the government at all, uh, these status types, they, they use education very effectively. Not as far as I mean, only from their perspective. It's effective in creating like a a, a drone class, a, an obedient class. Yeah, it's of an surfs. indoctrination, right? It's not effective and at actually it, educating. It's uh, it's effective, not particularly in,
1: efficient. But uh, yeah. when you can do it, when you can steal to do what is is that you wish to do, it, you know, it, it adds efficiency because you don't care if you're efficient. I
0: guess. Right. So I agree with Jeff in Vermont in his suggestion that education is very important, and in fact you know that's one of the the things that i do i mean as far as getting the word out about freedom to as many people as possible try to open as many people's eyes to these ideas as we possibly can it was just out today as a matter of fact uh, doing some courtroom outreach, as I do every single um, week here in Keene, New Hampshire, as do a number of other activists. We go and we give Don't Take the Plea deal flyers out to folks. We also have been known to flyer, you know, like the local music festival with uh, Liberty Information. We actually just had free Keene Fest, uh, which both of you guys came out to yesterday, which was, was a fun. great event. I mean, it's hundreds of people. Lots and lots of people. Uh, we had live music. We had booths with uh, stuff for sale. And I, when I mean for sale, I mean without permits. Nobody pulled any permit. Nobody begged any permission for the government to be there, to occupy the square, to sell stuff. No, no permits were pulled. The cops left us alone. It was great. So it was a great day to educate people, to attract people in with some great music uh, from Josh Noon and the Federal Crime. Great band, by the way. And uh, you know bring people in and, and have friendly folks all everywhere, delicious stuff to eat. Some people were selling ice cream out there, which was great. And it was just a, a, just a good time. Beef turkey, too. Uh, it seemed very.
2: It seemed like a great turnout. It
0: really did. Yeah. Well, it was a beautiful day, which is nice. I mean, yeah. That, that, that certainly helps. helps. Yeah. And, uh, and a good band helps. Right. A good so band people. brings people in, and, and a crowd brings people in as well. And there was a lot of liberty activists there, but a lot of people, just I would say, hundreds of people oh, from the area came yeah, through.
2: Yeah, I saw lots of people that just seemed like locals who were stopping by, and
0: stuff so that's like. a great educational opportunity as well. You've got friendly people out in public giving out information. That's useful as well. So education is critical. But if you want to be successful at educating people, you have to have a movement. You've, you've got to have more than just you, the lone gunman, the, you know, the lone activist out there passing out your anti-tax pamphlets or whatever it is that you've done. Because I've done this stuff. I've been the lone activist or, or near to it. And it helps to have a real movement behind you. It helps to have people with you. Because if you've got people physically with you when you're doing educational things and outreach and stuff like that, then you don't look as crazy. That's an important factor. And
1: so being here... Humans have an extraordinarily high developed uh, ability to to sort of uh, avoid the stigma of ostracism. And they know that you know people that would be considered crazy or fringe uh they fit into that category they don't
2: want to they don't want to be associated with that so yeah it's it's our social nature i think you know you look and see okay now people are glomming on to that i i I think maybe it's safe for me to go and check that out now it's the same way that
0: this show works i mean we're on a hundred almost a hundred radio stations now and the second 50 stations were much easier to uh, to acquire than the first fifty, because the second, you know, the, the stations that came on later, they've already gotten to to look and to see, oh, well, those stations over there have done it. It must be okay to add this uh, this show, and so they they jump on board. And it, you know, to some extent, there's there's validity to uh, to that, and whatever it is, we have to work within that. And and uh, and here in New Hampshire, we've got th- people coming here as part of the Free State Project to do things like outreach, to get involved in politics, and to do civil disobedience. So I'd recommend people go to Free State Project to get signed up for that as we continue with your phone calls and talk to bill listening in indy to wxnt hello bill bill and indy
4: oh there you are hey Hey guys how you guys doing great
0: what's on your mind um
4: yeah um i'm gonna take a page from you your book simple solution to all that searches stuff you know what that is what's that stop flying
0: not going to cut it, uh, because it's, that's only going to be a solution for a while. You're talking about the TSA and how 30% of Americans are no longer, or 30% of uh, air travelers have dropped off, uh, off the, the face of the, the air travel world in the last 10 years or so. And uh, actually, it was sooner than 10 years, but certainly within the last 10 years. No, it's not going to cut it for a while because the checkpoints, they are going to be going up in other places. There's a news story today uh, at the top of the Drudge Report about how some senator is calling for a do-not-ride list for Amtrak. And we already know that the TSA has been putting together its so-called Viper teams to go to bus stations and to go to, on bus routes as well as train stations and to, to shake people down on a random basis. At these, They'll set up for an entire day at a train station or bus station and they'll shake everybody down that comes through there just like it were the airport that's already happening right
1: well after they've destroyed air travel in the united states they're just going to move on to other forms
0: of travel right you can only run from this problem for so long and that's one of americans america's biggest issues with the, with the people and their their docile attitude and their fear surrounding standing up for themselves and standing up for, for the ideas of freedom or at least for what they believe in uh it's the fear is not going to last. it's not going to work out in the long run. The the whole keeping your head down and just avoiding the state and avoiding conflict is it's just not going to uh, to work.
4: You can't really avoid it, but I know. How about being like the Amish? You know, just drive a little horse and buggy.
0: You
1: know, I the, the the question is is what do you want to give up? Uh, you know, when it comes to air travel, I hate flying, and I hate flying. I'll say it for the sole reason that the TSA wants to stick their finger in my butt. You know, I mean that's the reason I don't want to fly. Period. End of story. I, I'm not scared of airplanes. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not. I don't particularly enjoy that I go, and I often get sick when I ride on one. But I wouldn't stop me from flying. Mostly, it's that. Tyranny at the gate that bothers me, but I've got to go to conventions. Otherwise, Free Talk Live wouldn't grow as quickly. I could take a road trip with Ian from here to L.A.
0: We're going to Dallas this year, so it's not going to be. I asked, think he'd rather
1: have
2: the finger up the bottom than right. Than with to three days a road in an trip. RV with Ian. Yeah, I'd <laughs> want to kill him.
1: Um, I mean, assume we just, have to rent just, an RV. Just probe me and get it over with. I mean, I don't know how many dollars it would be to uh, drive from here to uh, Dallas and then back with uh, with Ian and then the the, the Stays in the hotels and the gasoline' and be a all lot the, more expensive and I plus don 't forget the the missed days at work then um, I also have uh, my son has grandparents down in Florida two sets they 've got to hmm. see him they 've either got to fly up or he 's got to fly down
0: yep it 's just for some people it 's just not feasible, especially if you 're in business or whatever so there has to be another option. And besides the political solution to somehow abolish the TSA, either it's waiting for the government to implode upon itself or to have some sort of campaign of of mass noncompliance, which that doesn't seem bloody likely. Thanks, Bill, for the call tonight. Okay. Appreciate hearing from you and love to have your ideas at 800-259-9231. You can't hide from the police state forever. It's Free Talk Live. this is free talk live dial in toll free bring up what you want 800-259-9231 that's the SACL cai toll free line 1-800-259-9231 and of course as always you can bring up anything you want that is the point of the program joining you tonight it's ian and dale and mark and we invite you to our website freetalklive.com we've got a webcam there you can watch you can listen and interact because the chat room is built into the same page go to cam.freetalklive.com to see that and do that cam.freetalklive.com like everything else on our site it's totally free let's continue with your phone calls and then we'll give you an update about what's going on with the airline security uh, situation across the globe let's first talk to shadow listening in huntsville W B H P. hello shadow
10: well, there. Eight. Good show tonight, guys. Thanks.
0: What's on your mind tonight, Shadow?
10: Well, I was listening to you talking about the TSA now, and I, underst- I don't understand how those people are getting away with it. But let me d- tell you what how I do How the TSA every is day. getting away with it? Well, this, let me tell you what I do every day, five days a week. I hmm. call the White House, the comment line. You don't have to give your name, where you're calling from, anything. You can do the same thing to the politicians. Obama's, well, he's pretty worried, getting, starting to get worried to other talk shows, you know, about his election chances, I believe that people will call in up there and just say, you can be anonymous, even you, with your representatives, you can be anonymous and say, look, we want those predatory, child molesting perverts gone. We want them in prison where they b- belong. And if you don't do it by the end of this year, we're going to kick you right out of office, man.
1: You know, I think there's some value to this. If there's enough people that will call on one issue, and it really gets the. And at this point, this is the time for this issue. There's a lot in the news on the TSA and that kind of thing. That we won't fly at we won't fly dot com is it? Uh, they've they've managed to get a great deal of uh, of uh, motivate you know the public motivated behind this. I I, I don't know
0: if there's that much value in it, Mark. I mean, it didn't work with the bailouts.
10: Yeah, but see, you're doing this anonymously, where they don't know who's doing it anyway. And- People Which means it's even less valuable, right? I mean, the idea behind... Con- do it,
0: Wait a minute, Shadow. The idea, at least, behind contacting the so-called representatives is so that they can know that you are someone whom they are supposed to represent, but if you do it anonymously, then they can't verify that in any way, shape, or form. Couldn't they just take that as even less of an important phone call?
2: I, my understanding I is when I they hear from so. people, and it's, and it's people in their district, and they can verify that, they treat it as indicative of like they treat it as uh they know that most of the people who are upset about that issue aren't calling in so the ones that who do call in they treat it as like a reflective of the number of people who actually care about that issue not that
0: they care anyway right well, well, well yeah well, know, the they, they only care
2: to the extent that they think it might affect their uh, their election you know
0: yeah but
10: see the white house right now obama you see you don't when you call that comment line there there's they don't ask you your name they don't ask you where you're calling from or anything I do this 5 days a week okay every week
0: like hey man a, 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 i'm not besmirching like you for you know? it I'm not saying don't do it. I just, for me, calling politicians, man, I'm pretty burnt out on it. I actually did make a phone call today. Uh, I will do it from time to time, but I'll only do it in New Hampshire because I believe there it can make a difference. I
1: think them? it is more effective in New Hampshire because there's fewer people. But in this case, there's nothing else that can be done about the TSA. This is it, truly. And there are a lot of politicians in Washington that are coming out against the TSA. They're saying things. They understand why they're constituents are upset. There's enough horror stories out there that uh, uh, this is the only... The, the, the politicians are the one who created this monster. They're the only one who's going to stop well,
0: it. I think that there are other ways. I think, I think for Tell instance, you can secede you could secede.
1: Come on, dude. I think that uh, one individual has a lot better chance of calling their politician and uh, you know, talking about the TSA than seceding.
0: You, which, what do you think is more likely, secession or them repealing the TSA? I think that, uh, that, that they could put
1: new rules in place that will make the TSA slightly less open. All I
0: said was, Mark, you said it was the only way, and I'm telling you it's not the only way. There it's are the other, only way that makes ways. any sense. There are also some sort of non-cooperation, civil disobedience movement like could what? do something. Go camp out. I put don't a, put,
1: know. Mark. Pop a tent in the uh, airport. Doing
0: something. There were the people that did the uh, the folks over in Germany or whatever that did the the naked walking throughs or the the lingerie walk throughs. Yeah, nobody wants to see me do that. <laughs> um, anyway, my point being, there are other options, and this is one that I'm I'm frankly pretty fed up with. I don't you know t- contacting people in D.C. seems to be a waste of time. But Shadow, if it's your thing, go for it. And thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. Maybe it will make a difference. I've yet to see any real evidence that it does. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Again, I mean only at the federal level. I do know it makes a difference in, at the New Hampshire level because, uh, or at the state level, maybe in your state it makes make somewhat of a difference. But here in New Hampshire, there are four hundred so-called representatives. I'm not of the delusion that in, that uh, they are representing me in any way, shape, or form for the most part. However, I do know some that some New- are that under that delusion themselves, though. That in New Hampshire. These people get paid $200 a year, so they're not as professional politicians as a lot of the other so-called representatives in other states that make over $100,000 a year, uh, plus whatever perks they get from being in politics and being able to wheel and deal and all that. Uh, So in New Hampshire, they're less professional. They're more kind of amateur, average people that have been elected to these positions. So you can actually call them – by accessible, you mean – you can call them at home. They most don't even of them. have offices, right? Right. There's Ooh. no office that they
2: can sit in at the, the legislative office <laughs> you, building. You very likely will get them on the phone, and actually talk
0: to them directly. Correct. Some so the,
1: I think some of them have mailboxes at the state house.
0: Little perhaps, holes. perhaps. Uh, but the, yeah, there's there's they don't have staff, they don't have paid staff or anything like that. You can call their house, and half the time their daughter or son is going to answer the phone and then you have to wait while they go get mommy or daddy uh, to to come on the line and we've had activists who have who have had conversations just recently for instance on like the marijuana uh, legislation that is being worked on i think that's supposed to go to a vote on wednesday but uh, activists will call and they'll talk to these folks and then they'll report their uh, results online and they'll say look I made some points to this guy and he said that he changed his mind as a result of it. So if that's what's happening, if people are actually reporting that these politicians are actually saying on the phone to somebody, you know what? I think you've changed my mind on that or I'll really give that some thought. And and then they change their mind later. Then that's a real tangible piece of evidence that that can actually make a difference. Whereas at the federal level, it's like one issue after another. They just don't care. 80, 90 percent of people called to tell them not to vote for the bailouts. They voted for the bailouts anyway. They don't care. They don't care what you think. They're so insulated from what you think as being important up there. They, they just—you are not important to them. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. But your calls are important to us. Like Jamie calling from Oklahoma. Oh no! You're on Free Talk Live, Jamie. I hear that they've—is this Jamie from Wheels Off Liberty? Yes, it is. I, I heard that somebody let you into Pork Fest this year as a speaker.
6: First of all, I'd like to say hi, Mark. Oh
0: God!
1: Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Why my show? Thinking. It's not like you don't make a disaster of your show every single week. Why you got to call into my show and make a disaster of it, Jamie?
6: Mark, me and you, we're kind of like old kindred spirits, man. We're we're pretty much the same. That's and what man. I
1: was thinking. Yeah.
6: Yeah, me too. I can hardly I to tell call... you two apart. <laughs> I've kind of had some Jim Bean tonight. I was supposed to do a show tonight, but <laughs> Brett said I was too drunk to record, so I decided to call you guys.
0: Nice. <laughs> oh, good. We're the fallback
2: guys. <laughs> <laughs> not professional well, enough for wheels off liberty so you're gonna do free talk live
6: now dale you're a facebook snob dude you don't ask me uh, on facebook
2: i i, I take That's, everyone off facebook yeah dale's uh he's bailing out dude i bailed out of facebook
6: yeah well you hurt my feelings
2: <laughs> what were you How calling you like
6: about just i just call him the going. white house I, I call him all the time man i'm like hey dudes what's up <laughs> what are y'all doing they, they never talk to me, man, and they're public servants. And I just want—I want to converse. That's all I'm wanting. I'm wanting to talk to Obama, and he'll never talk back to me.
1: That's Unlike why they're not talking talk to you. Why is that? Because you want to talk to them.
6: Oh uh, well, I, I just want to hang out. I'm like, like have a little phone sex with them. Some I pay them. Why you know what don't they, they sh- have phone sex with me? You know what they
0: should <laughs> do? They, this new uh, administration is supposed to be all more technologi- uh, technologically advanced. You know, they've, they've kind of revamped the websites. And there's a little more of a technical aspect or web aspect to, you know, the government 2.0s, they've been calling it. Maybe they should come up with like an Obama soundboard. Have you ever seen one of these, uh, Jamie, where you get those sound clips from like Arnold Schwarzenegger and you can play them over a phone line to, like, to, to make someone think that they might be talking to that person?
6: Oh, yeah, that's absolute greatness, dude. But we do it like the old-fashioned way. We'll we'll interview – like this week, we're going to interview Osama bin Laden from heaven. He's going to give us all kinds of, like, downrighteousness, you know.
0: Well, I will look forward to that. And people can hear that over at wheelsoffliberty.com. And, Jamie, look forward to seeing you. You're going to be there for all week at Porkfest? No, nah, dude, I'm coming Wednesday. But enough about me. Let's talk about you, Ian. What have you been doing? Hey, thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you.
1: Eight hundred. as a two- warning, wheels off liberty is a not safe for work podcast. <laughs> one, it's really, it's not safe for your sanity
0: podcast. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL C A I toll free line. You can take control of the airwaves. Uh, Jamie's going to be at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. That's pretty. That's pretty cool. Cause he's a great guy. More coming up, and he likes to drink. It's free talk live. <laughs> this is free talk live the moments remain in this program this particular episode but there's always more to come so if you don't get in tonight you're welcome to uh call us back tomorrow night to number 800-259-9231 still plenty of time for your thoughts though 1-800-259-9231 though i want to make sure we get to this story mark that uh, that you've got here for us since we've been talking about airline security this isn't from the tsa at least not yet What's going on over in the U.K.? This is from the Guardian dot co U.K. They, they got them funny web addresses over there.
1: Uh, it says virginity tests for immigrants reflected dark age prejudices of the 1970s, uh, says the Britain Home Office. Their files suggest at least 880 eight, female migrants from the subcontinent of, of India, I believe here, may have undergone such tests. Here's the story. When a 35-year-old teacher arrived at Heathrow on the January 24, 1979, she planned to marry her fiancé, a British resident of Indian descent. Instead, she found herself at the center of a virginity testing row that led to headlines in Britain and India, and an immediate debate over whether her experience was an isolated incident or general migration practice. Immigration rules of the time meant that a woman coming to Britain uh, to marry a fiancé did not need a visa if her wedding was to be held within three months. However, internal home office papers from the Times show that the migration officer at Heathrow justified the order for a virginity test on suspicions that she might already be married given her age and the fact that she was traveling with with her fiance. And if they were already married, she would indeed have needed a visa. The immigration service told Home Office
0: Ministers So wait, they- just to recap. So if you are going to India, I'm I'm from Britain, I'm going to India, I'm going to bring a, someone who will be my wife back to Britain. Now, if I get married in India, then I'm screwed. I've got to go through whatever immigration process and get her a visa to bring her back in. But if she's not married and I bring her back to Britain and we're going to be married within three months from the date at which I bring her back to Britain, then there is no visa required. That's correct. All right. So what's this have to do with the virginity
1: The files, however – well, they didn't think she was a virgin, so they sent her – they had a doctor on staff, apparently, right there at the airport, but it was a male doctor. She didn't want that. They sent her to the uh, hospital, and she finally did get a virginity check. I don't know if the 35-year-old woman was, in fact, a virgin. Uh, It doesn't say that, but I guess they did let her in. And apparently, throughout the decades, this has happened to many, many
0: women. So wait, this didn't – First of all, I was under the impression this was currently happening. Has this not stopped happening? I mean, this is the story you're talking about this from 1979. That's correct. The, the files, however,
1: show that this uh, line alarmed the British migration entry clearance officers working in India. Confidential cable from the British High Commission in New Delhi to the foreign office says that they not only had to deal with the impact of the Heathrow incident in India, but also to defend their policy and practice. For this purpose, the comments of the home office spokesman were not altogether helpful read the cable and so apparently they've been hiding that they've been doing this it's, it's a been secret going cable
0: is this from wikileaks no i don't know that that said it was a secret cable
1: right? it, 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 i think that they've I, I believe that the guardian
0: has uncovered it the guardian is one of the wikileaks favorite uh release locations yeah, for these i mean how, how many other uh, leaked secret cables have come out except for the ones that came out of wikileaks
1: the row over the scale of virginity testing, particularly in British uh, immigration posts in the Indian subcontinent, continent, was stirred by the intervention of Alex Lyon, a former labor migration minister. Lyon said that he had discovered the Virginity tests were being used in uh, Dhaka, Bangladesh, while he was at the Home Office and um, had ordered in 1975 that the practice be stopped in Britain and every other clearance post worldwide. But the Home Office files revealed that the order was not
0: implemented. They continued inside Islamabad in the same in the same way that we've seen the U.S. government give their bureaucrats orders saying you shouldn't be harassing cameramen. Uh, for instance, like in uh, Miami, the Miami government bureaucrats issued an order out to their security officers saying not to harass cameramen, but they continue to harass cameramen. Yeah, I'm sorry I gave
1: you the impression that this was going on today, if if that's the impression that you got, but um, this was going on in the the late 70s and early 80s and they were testing these women, more than 80 of them, for virginity to see whether or not they could go to Great Britain and perhaps marry people or um, um, So wait, the idea
0: was if they weren't virgins, then that means that they were already married, that was the idea
2: because Uh, of the culture of the area. And that's that's so silly though because obviously people have sex prior to marriage. Well,
0: obviously they do. I guess that the idea is that that's unacceptable. In so these... you could you could be you could
2: not be a virgin and actually be unmarried.
0: You could Eight also dollars. have uh, you could <laughs> really? also, as I understand it, have lost your vir- your virginity by having a nice horseback ride as well as a as a lady. Right.
1: It does happen. The hymen can be ruptured. Uh, in some cases, it just dissolves. Uh, the yep. hymen is not a uh, you know by any means a good test of whether. But that's or not what a they woman. were using, right? I, 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 they don't go into that. It's just, they call them virginity tests. How and else could you? And, and, right. I don't know. I, yeah. I couldn't say. I it. mean,
0: I'm not a gynecologist, but they I'm pretty sure that's see the whether,
1: test. Whether somebody had, had sex in the last, oh, 24 hours, I, you know, maybe there'd be I suppose. evidence or something. I don't know. But <laughs>
0: wow. I don't know. So wow. wait a minute, Mark. So, wait, they, told, so, this so the, they tried to stop this policy in the, was it the mid 80s? Yes, and then it kept and going? It's just
1: now coming to light. I see. And that's what I really wanted to point out here is that the hubris of these politicians and these bureaucrats, that they would suggest that, you know, well, these people here need to have their virginity tested just from certain countries, Bangladesh, Mm -hmm. India, um, and, you know, the like, uh, Pakistan, but not the rest of the world. So they wanted to test those people, and then they'll deny it, and they'll stonewall for decades. The information won't come out. And when it does finally come out, nobody is still still working. No one can bear the onus of this. No one's going to have, uh, you know, lose their job, be demoted or anything. Nothing's going to happen because they stonewalled for so long. And this is the point that I'm trying to make is here is is we story after story comes out that's like this. And you find out decades later and everybody's like, oh, that's that's terrible. People, it's happening right now. I don't know what because the story hasn't come out, and it won't come out for decades. Something horrible. But some, the government's doing something horrifying right some now. Some government They're doing it in your name. They're not being held responsible for it, and there's nothing that anyone can do about it.
0: Let's go to your calls, your thoughts. You can bring up anything. Greg is listening in Connecticut to XM's America's Talk. Hello, Greg.
1: Hey, how you doing?
0: Hey, what's on your mind tonight?
9: Uh, uh, you know, uh, quite a long time ago. I used to listen to G. Gordon Liddy. Mm, okay. Oh, yeah. Is he
0: still around? Yeah, he's around.
9: He's around, and uh, and his advice was aim for the hit. Oh, gosh. You know, I, I know that sounds pretty bizarre to say, but I'm getting to the point now, and you get on YouTube, you see old women being drugged out of the car. I mean, you know, before the tasers, they used to just manhandle people that they needed to, to manhandle to get down on the ground that didn't obey them. I just don't. Why is this? Is it because of manpower? There's one cop who needs a tool to do to the whole job himself versus a multitude of cops? I mean,
0: this is- it's just boys and their toys, man. I mean, these are guys that, uh, that, that you know, a lot of them get off on the adrenaline rush of being able to aggress against somebody and, and the knowledge also that they can do it without consequence for the most part, uh, without any kind of personal consequence or responsibility. And so when the, op- the opportunity to, comes al- along to arm up with some new weapon that they can use on people and not have a dead body on their hands in most cases, then uh, they get very excited about that.
9: Has there been any deaths yet in Florida?
0: Uh, From the new taser? From the brand new uh, shotgun taser? I, don't think
10: so.
0: taser. Uh, I think it's probably too new. I, I don't know. I'm, I, obviously, I, we just found out about it tonight. So uh, as to whether or not there have been deaths from that particular taser model, I don't know. But we know that people die from tasers, and this taser works a lot better than the other tasers. It's a tasers. lot more uh, powerful. Yeah, meaning they'll be out for four times as long uh, from this particular taser. And it actually has the blast of a shotgun behind it uh, as well. Wow. Okay, thanks. Thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. Yeah. So you've got the police state growing on all different sides. You've got the police using newer and more dangerous weapons. They're burning down people's houses. You've got uh, the airport security checking babies. They're stripping down your kids. They are, you know, what's next? I mean, we find out that in the past, they're doing virginity checks over in the the in the UK. So what's coming next? Oh, it's flooding time. Saw the headlines today. Heard it on the radio this morning. Uh, the Mississippi rising to what appear to be record levels, maybe eclipsing uh, record levels. And uh, Memphis is already a lot of its. From what I can see, a lot of it's uh, underwater. According to some of the the pictures. Uh, the, new orleans is next i guess from what i hear something like that and anyway my point being that uh, maybe we'll see some fema uh, i was well, i was wondering here. i was like how
2: are we going to get another chance to see fema like stop volunteer efforts and try to handle
0: everything themselves and screw it up royally and right because it's been five years you know it's been five or six years now since fema has had a you know a real ch- a chance on the national stage and of course they uh they changed out the head director back in 2005 so it must be a revamped and completely brand new organization new efficient fema yeah it's going to really save more lives this time right We'll let you know if we see anything. And, of course, you're welcome to let us know if you see anything. You want to share anything with us, you're welcome to do so any night of the week. We are here all the time taking your phone calls about anything. It's been Ian here with you. Randale. And Mark. Back tomorrow night, online in the meantime, at freetalklive.com.
7: Are you ready to explore New Hampshire, meet more than a thousand freedom-loving friends, and experience the free market in action? You can do all of these things and more at the Free State Project's 2011 Porcupine Freedom Festival at Rogers Campground in beautiful Lancaster, New Hampshire. Porkfest has games, hikes, live music, dance parties, fun activities for kids, and even state-free weddings. And of course, Porkfest features the famous Agora Valley, where the free market thrives. You won't want to miss speakers like Stephen Molyneux and Janiel Niel Shulman, but the best part of Porkfest is being surrounded by more than a thousand like-minded, freedom-loving friends. The fun begins on June 20th, 2011, and doesn't stop until the 26th. Porkfest 2011 is the biggest liberty-oriented event in the world. This year, you can be a part of it. Don't miss out. Visit Porkfest.com today. That's P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. Use coupon code FREETALKLIVE, all one word, for 20% off.